So you, uh, I'm Fuzzy's for money? Yep. Childhood. Rougher than yours. Daddy left before I was born. Daddy left before I was conceived. Ever had a cigarette put out on your skin? Where else do you put one out? I was molested. Me too. Uncle. Uncles. They took turns. I watched my own birthday party through the keyhole in the locked closet, which also happens to be your mine. bedroom. Lucky, I slept in a dishwasher box. <sighs> you had a dishwasher. I didn't even know sleep. It was pretty much 24-7 ball gags, brownie mix, and clown porn. Get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the Universe! Welcome back, everybody, to the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts, the host to the left, the one who drinks, Ron Avis. And it wouldn't be any fun unless I had my co-host to the north joining me also. That would be me, Adam Peterson, and I know some things. You do know some things. And together, we make the second most bodacious and radical duo graduating from San Dimas High School. Yes. Little, Not a lot of people know that about us, but we did graduate from San Dimas High School. We are mild stallions. <laughs> no, no, we're wilder stallions. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> much, much wilder than, than them. So much wilder. And... This week, uh, we are going to be topping off the final week, the week four of four for the month of February, where we each talk about movies that we have a love affair with. And uh, obviously, we had to end it with one of the most uh, obvious choices, your pick, Deadpool from 2016. Oh, yes. The most the most excellent Ryan Reynolds superhero film that almost never came to be. It's true. It almost didn't happen. Thankfully, someone somewhere leaked some test footage onto the internet. That brave soul. Wasn't that incredible? I, Just I, that it spontaneously happened, and no one knows who did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> At all. Come on. You know Ryan Reynolds had to have leaked that. Maybe. <laughs> Somebody. Allegedly. Somebody. No, but it's really cool, that story. Like, what was it? Um... Let's see. So, so 2000, 2012? Yeah. 2013? I don't know. Right around that time, Tim Miller's company was hired to do this, like, kind of proof of concept, I guess, uh, scene uh, for what a Deadpool movie might look like. And uh, it, it ended up being, like, the first shot from this movie. <laughs> they, yes. It was so cool and so loved by everybody. They just sort of redid it with a, with a budget. Uh, but I mean, even that, even that like test footage looked really awesome. Like I remember thinking, like, th- is this like part of a movie that they just started making <laughs> and I, just well, decided not to do anymore? And people went nuts. I mean, like people were like, it, because it was such as like that's that's one of the things uh, about this movie that I think why it hit as hard as as it did was because by the time it finally came to be, we were you know solidly cemented in superhero country where oh yeah i mean superhero movies were i mean like you could as long as you weren't warner brothers you could make any superhero movie 
and people just flocked to it. They wanted to go see it. They, it was like, oh, just give me more superhero movies. Yeah, Mar- Marvel movies were just you basically couldn't miss. Yeah, and it was, I mean, at I that mean, point, they, even even the X Men movies were like pretty big. Yeah, I mean, you had you had Fox Marvel, which was I mean, still putting out. I mean, even even towards the you know, like once they did X Men First Class, and everybody's like, okay, these are way better than where we were with the X Men movies. Right. They're like this right. is, and then they did. Uh, Days of Future Days of Future Past, Past which was still were like this is how you do a superhero. Like, okay, movie. this is really good. And then they, um, yeah, then they did. Then they fucked it all. Then up. they did Apocalypse, and it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys are capable of making these movies bad. It's like, and you took characters that we really loved and put them in the movie. Yeah, and then you're like, hey, it's like they tried to take like the people who made the the original fan. Fantastic Four movies and put them in charge. Yeah, and make it a, an X Men movie. Well, I, I like, and it, it's just it's so like it's so funny because I actually I actually enjoyed Dark Phoenix more than Apocalypse. I did too. I thought it was underrated. I, re- I just people were so ready to be done with. Yeah, X-Men I think people. Fox. It was. It was just people just wanted to shit all over it just because. And I was like, yeah. oh, I think this is. I, because I think what they did with Apocalypse was they're like, okay, this is one of the biggest. I mean, Apocalypse in the X Men world is kind of on par with like a Thanos, and mm-hmm. so when you have a character that is that big, just kind of both physically and you know within the storyline, is that huge of a character to just kind of toss it into one movie when you're. I mean, you're kind of used. I mean, with what they've been doing with the MCU, it's like, okay, let's build towards right. this. Let's have some you know, some real momentum here. And you're just like, Hey, he's going to be the villain in this movie. It's like, well, that's kind of not how this works. Like we get low level villains in these and like we build towards a big guy. So to just throw apocalypse in there is like, uh... and then you're like, Hey, who should we hire? Uh, how about one of the shortest guys in Hollywood, Oscar Isaacs? Can we make his costume really <laughs> underwhelming? And can we really just oh, drive? his costume was so goofy. Like I, I really don't, you know, I'm one of those guys who has to go Googling image, like images of comic book, uh, characters that are teased in post credit scenes or even even just outright mentioned, you know, like if you're an X Men comics like lover, you you're very familiar with Apocalypse. But even I had to go like, what's Apocalypse? You know, like I don't yeah. know. I'm such a casual casual uh, lover of the movies. I mean, I enjoy them a ton. I'm always ready to give them my you know ten twenty bucks when they come out. But I just don't have that pre knowledge of you know reading the comics or even. You know, I, I I didn't watch all of the X Men series on Fox yeah. the cartoon, but uh, I imagine Apocalypse probably was at least introduced. Oh yeah, he was series. he was a big part of uh, of a couple storylines, and he was a major character. I mean, he was a major player, and even because I yeah I know I went back after the fact, um, and I saw I, there was an article popped up that had concept art for some. I mean, even just like the costume. And I was like, oh my gosh, they had concept art for this costume that was a thousand times better than what they gave us. And I'm just like, you mean we could have had this? Like, this is something that somebody came up with, and you guys decided not to pick this one. That was, I'm like, uh, so it really was. Whiffed on it that bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, come on, guys. It was like, and then it was just like, hey, you know where we should set this movie? Egypt. And you know we should do every ten seconds remind people that the movie is primarily set in Egypt. We should show them sand, and we should show them pyramids, and say, "Hey, guess what? We're still in Egypt." It's like I get it. People sure love those oh. Brendan Fraser mummy movies. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, you know we need more movies set in Egypt because it's just uh, people love Egypt. I mean, tourism in Egypt is off the charts mm-hmm. right now. People are really oh, vibing yeah. on Egypt. What? No, I'm wearing 
Egyptian underwear right now. Yeah, with pyramid it's, like pyramid graphics. A sphinx the on the on the one. <laughs> yeah, a sphinx head where the like pocket, the little pouch goes. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so we're talking about Deadpool, which is part of the Fox uh, side of MCU. Before uh, Disney, we're not bottom. MCU. I'm sorry, Marvel. Yeah, before Disney bottom, there was there was uh it, you know MCU owned by Disney, and then there was uh. Fox, uh, who went in and like scooped up all of the uh, well, not all of the Sony got Spider Man, but uh, Fox went ahead and grabbed Fantastic Four and uh, the X Men, which really were like honestly maybe the two most like other than Spider Man. I mean, for sure X Men was like the be- the big win for Fox. You know, like they got X Men, yeah, X Men, who and, were just like um, so popular in the nineties, and probably Fantastic Four. I think which that one that one's kind of you know was a weird one because. There were different, I mean, like distribution rights were owned by somebody and yeah. licensing rights well, were owned by somebody. The thing about Fantastic Four is like they're so important to, you know, Marvel Comics and so important to like Stan Lee. You know, like they're just kind of like the original supergroup, really. Yeah. But they just never have really gotten the proper treatment. I mean, I, I liked the first Fantastic Four movie okay. I thought the second one with Silver Surfer really blew. And yeah. then, you know, like I've barely watched the uh, what's who's the guy who did uh, the third, like Mark Tra- uh, Trayton, like I don't know something Berg. I can't think of his name, but he did. He he was actually on an upswing before that movie went off the rails. Oh, and the, got taken the, away from the reboot him, one that he did. <laughs> yeah, the oh reboot. yeah, that was mm-hmm. not great. Eh, I, I watched a few minutes of it and was like, this is about what I was thinking. It just wasn't going to be good. And it's not even like, I, I I don't like going into a movie knowing that the primary force, the creative force behind the movie got it taken away part of the way through. You just expect bad things. And uh, I would just rather see what the dude can do, you know. Well, and because one of the things that I've gotten more comfortable with um, as a fairly passionate Marvel fan, and I think uh, I think Venom to me is probably the best case of it, is where um, I, I'm I'm sympathetic enough to a studio that like Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, um, and the thing is they have they have their deal with Spider-Man in the MCU, but the world of Spider-Man and all the characters within it is a pretty richly defined I mean like there's a lot of room to move there um and a lot of characters that you could really create franchise around especially Venom I mean that's you know he kind of rivals Spider-Man as far as popularity um and especially in the you know as as big as anti-heroes are you know in in the foreground yeah. right now to ha- oh, look at Joker yeah guys like characters like that I mean they're big to to have Deadpool yeah I mean <laughs> it, the Punisher, I mean, all, all of these guys that, I mean, that really uh, have, uh, you know, you got the Avengers, which are, you Josh know. Trank, that's the name of the guy I was trying to think of. Okay. The director of the Fantastic Four movie that he got it kind of ripped away from him. Charles Grodin's hair, that's what it was. That's... <laughs> Charles Grodin's hair ripped it away from Josh Trank. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, it, with, with Venom, what I appreciated was the studio has a property 
that you know they could be making money on. So I'm appreciating both as a comic fan and as you know, okay, they're a business entity and they should be allowed to make Venom movies, especially if they're yeah. going to make decent movies. Like, okay, you got a great yeah. property here, why sit on it? Well, you can't make it this according to the comic book origin because that would require Spider-Man, and right now Spider-Man is entangled in, you know, in the MCU. Right. And so you can't go about that same origin story because of certain limitations. So what they did is they just worked around it. They gave him a new origin story. And it, I mean, it was, it worked. I mean, like I was, it was one of those things like I was okay with it. You know, it didn't have to, it didn't have to be exactly how it was in the comics because now we have a viable character and the origins out of the way. I mean, that's one of those things anymore. I know we've talked about it several times. Like it kind of is like, okay, let's stop doing origin stories in some instances just because we are familiar yeah. with the character. Like we don't need to go back. To uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't ever want to see another uncle Ben. No death scene i never want to see another wayne you know like bruce wayne's family yeah. murdered in an alley like i don't want to see it we don't need it everybody no. knows I mean, uh, unless I'll, I'll give joker credit like when that happened it was like so out of left field yeah. at the very end of the movie i actually kind of thought it was cool well because they did it and it wasn't it wasn't a focal point it wasn't it no. was just kind of it was it was it was almost just it was so casually done yeah, that it was you were you were it was unexpected, and right. it was it was different. It was like okay, if you're gonna do it differently, yeah. all right, I'll give you that. I'll, I can handle that. Right. I was like, and some people just and again, just putting it at the end of the movie like they did yeah. too. It was just like, oh, okay, you know, I guess we're doing this, aren't we? Yeah, fine. <laughs> it was almost like it was an afterthought. It was like, hey, you know, it not really like was. let's cram this in here and have this try and make sense. It was just like. Let's put it in here because it's part of the story. Yeah, but w- well, they had this opportunity because it made so it like it was an organic thing yeah. that happened. You know, the city was, you know, was rioting. The citizens were rioting. The Joker was, you know, he, you know, he was, a, you know, he did as he did what he did on TV and got everybody whipped up into a frenzy. And then, you know, like next thing you know, here comes, uh, you know, the Waynes out of the like play or whatever it was they were doing the movie and you guys remember thinking like oh shit are they gonna do this yeah (laughs) i can't believe it and then they did you're like oh okay that works yeah but i'm i am glad that the 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 mcu sony joint spider-man movies that didn't bother you know they just were like you know what happened (laughs) And everybody knows what happened. I mean, they've we've we've seen it so many times. The casual fan, even the most casual fan, knows about Uncle Ben being killed and Spider Man feeling responsible. Yeah, because everybody knows that. And I, I think I think that was that was one of the the what I really liked about when they introduced, even the way they went about bringing the the newest the Tom Holland Spider Man into the MCU. They brought him in not in his own movie. They brought right. him in in Civil War. It's like, hey, right. the character is going to already exist. You know, everything has already happened. He lives with Aunt May. You know, he's and he's in high school, which is, you yeah. know, and he, he's a high school kid. Right. We're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to be like, hey, yeah, he's in high school for four minutes. And then, yeah, he's out living on his own. It's like, no, he's a kid. Right, right. We got two full movies of him being a high school kid, yeah. which is great. 
And uh, but yeah, Deadpool 2016. Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. This the, the just in kind of like w- this being an origin movie for a character. I liked uh, kind of to bring everything back to a point. It's like uh, I know. I mean, I I was not. I mean, when Deadpool comics came out, I w- was not. I was let's see, it was 91, so I was eight. Uh, so Deadpool comics would have been out of my purview at eight, um, just because of the nature of, of the kind of character that he was. True. And so it's one of those where uh, I, I know from what I've read that the origin from this movie is not the same origin as the as the comics. But as well as this was received, I think everybody kind of said, we don't care. We just love Ryan no. Reynolds and we love this movie. No, yeah. Right. And, you know, they well, they just... Sometimes you just don't have the budget to do what it is you could. Even if they wanted to do it, they they just couldn't do it because of the the money. Yeah, and there's there's some playful scenes in this movie that just really illustrates that too. But uh, yeah, Deadpool 2016, one of your all time favorite movies. You you're absolutely without a doubt the biggest Deadpool fan. I know, no contest. You've seen the movies a million times. You wear the merch. You're you're you are Mr. Deadpool, and uh, I thought. You know, you, we are going to hand the the keys to the podcast mobile over to you for this episode. But now, so more than ever, I really wanted to uh, just go ahead and drop this surprise trivia junket, Deadpool version of trivia junket in your lap. It's a bit of a surprise. You had no idea that I was going to do this to you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you on your Deadpool knowledge. I, I didn't I didn't know this was coming. This is a uh... <laughs> right now something and to... i'm really i'm really gonna like put it up the top of the show i thought about briefly maybe doing it at the end of the episode but let's just go ahead and do it up top because right. you've already given away one of the trivia questions <laughs> just talking about deadpool <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is um this is 10 questions um varying types of, of questions some are multiple choice some are got to know the answer and there's there's a a new there's a, a new type of question that we've never done before called finish the line. Ooh. Where I say the part of a line from a movie and you have to finish the line. So I sprinkled a few of those in there. So uh, in, in typical Cinemasters fashion, we're going to use the millionaire music that you can't hear <laughs> <laughs> for whatever, for reasons. For <laughs> I was stuff. trying to see if you could hear it earlier before we started recording. You know, like you were like, no, I can't hear it. I was like, damn it, my mixers. What the fuck? Well, now it's even but, more so of just a surprise. In your head, while I'm reading these questions to you, just picture listening to the music. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you know if you get it right or wrong. Are you ready to do the Deadpool trivia? Let's, do, challenge? let's do this. Let's do it, All Doug. Right. Number one. What year did Deadpool first appear in Marvel Comics? <laughs> <laughs> Which you've already said, but let's just give let's give the multiple choice because uh, you have an opportunity for a bonus point in this. Okay, so A was it 1988, B 1991, or C 1992? Uh, that would be 1991. That's correct. <laughs> All right, bonus bonus point. Uh, I will award you one bonus point if you can tell me what issue, what comic and what issue he was introduced. Oh, I can give you the exact date. It was February 10th, 2000, or uh, 1991, um, but I don't know. <laughs> That's right, 25 years after, or pr- prior to the Deadpool movie coming out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the issue though. 
it was a, it was an issue of New Mutants, uh, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, ep- issue 98. Issue and like you said, it came out in February. February 10th, 1991. And part of me wonders, too, like, there was this sort of play on the release of being Valentine's Day with the red and the heart thing and, you know, like kind of subverting expectations for a Valentine's Day movie, your boyfriend bringing your girlfriend to this R-rated comic book hero movie. But I really do now think that they planned it around the 25th anniversary of the original uh, appearance that, of Deadpool in that, that issue. That makes sense. Yeah, it really does. Because it was, I mean, it was released Our, February 12th, so it's two days after yeah, isn't that cool? That, I like that. I like that, too. All right, so one for one. All right. Okay. Let's see. Can I? Yeah, okay. Here comes number two. Deadpool started as a parody of this DC character, and you have to just know the character. Oh, that would be Deathstroke. Slade Wilson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I I did not know that myself, but I mean, obviously the similarities are pretty 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 close. Slade, Slade Wilson, yeah, oh, look at that, two for two. Okay, all right, my now reputation's on the line here. It is, man. It's more so than ever. Not only as a cinema fan, but also as a Deadpool yes. fan and Ryan Reynolds fan. Yes, like you can't let any of this down. It's like if, if I falter and, here, it's like, oh, what do I have to live for? <laughs> I, I think you may go 10 for 10. You may even score some bonus. Oh, fingers Because I've got opportunities for bonus points. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, here comes question number three. You ready? Here we go. Deadpool once fought a horde of famous zombie blank. Uh, and you get multiple choice. Okay. I was going <laughs> to... Like, I, I was gonna. Keep, I was pausing to see if you needed that extra time because he killed all of the um, all of the Marvel superheroes. I can't remember if they were. Yeah, I saw that. This is a separate book. Okay. All right. So did he kill either a horde of famous zombie A actors, B unicorns, or C presidents? Uh, I I feel like I gotta go presidents, just cause think, just cause I feel like that's the <laughs> even if that's a wrong answer, that's the best answer. It is. <laughs> well, you're absolutely correct. It was presidents. Uh, yeah, there was a book called Dead Presidents where he actually fought zombified versions of Abe Lincoln, Ronald Reagan, and um, others. <laughs> George Washington. That's I one. wonderful. <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right, question number four, man. Look at that. You're, you're, you're batting a thousand. Yes. Let's see if you can get this one, though. Row, row. Question number four. Name the movie creator Rob Liefeld. Or Liefeld? Yeah. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Name the movie creator Rob Liefeld lifted the character name Deadpool from. You just gotta know it. I I feel like it would have to be the Dirty Harry movie, the Deadpool. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, that's that's 
I'm not even going to do that to you. You got it. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to bother noodling. So it was like, I feel like that would be the that's the only place that I know the reference from. The Deadpool. Yeah. Well done, man. Yeah. The <sighs> Dirty Harry, uh, the final Dirty Harry movie from yeah. 1988. I believe that's the um, one that features that, him but it, shooting a harpoon through a guy, if I remember correctly. I know it had Jim Carrey in it. <laughs> <laughs> What if he got shot Before. with a harpoon? Yeah. Through his ass. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're you're four for four with a... Well, you know, you didn't score the no, bonus No, I didn't point. get the bonus point. That's okay, though. You're still four for four. All right. All right. Uh, get, now it's going to be a little trickier. So you may need time to noodle. I'm not sure. You may just be able to fire these off. Because not only is it a Deadpool question, it kind of is a Ryan Reynolds question. Okay. So All right. Here we go. Number five. Name all six comic book movies Ryan Reynolds has been in. Oh, okay. All six comic book movies Ryan Reynolds has been in. Well, there's Deadpool. Are we counting Deadpool yep. and Deadpool 2 as two different Yes, movies? we are. Okay. Yeah, so there's two. There's two. two. Two of the six have been named. Okay. Um, what were the four that became that came before these the two Deadpool movies? <laughs> he was 0 for 4 basically before he struck gold with Deadpool. Um, he was. I mean, that's not fair. It's not his fault. Some of these other movies. But anyway. Yeah, he was. was they weren't the, huge hits. I'll just say that. Green Lantern. Yep. Green Lantern. Um, that's that's three. Got three more to name. R.I.P.D. was based on a comic book. Yep, that was. Well done. Well done. Two more. Um, One's pretty obvious. The other one you may have to really think hard on. Uh, I'm trying to think back through all of it. Simply because he wasn't the main character in the movie. I should take a look on my shelf where I have all of his movies. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. That's cheating. <laughs> I was just sitting right there. I was like, well, I just happened to take a look. <laughs> well... One is staring you right in the face, even from this movie that we're going to be talking about. Oh, uh, X-Men Wolverine Origins. Yeah, okay. there you go, where he actually plays yes. Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> the shitty Deadpool. Um, All right, that leaves one more. I'm trying to... Um, I almost feel like... And I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's the one where Jeremy Piven plays the magician. Everybody's out to kill him. I feel like uh, I can't remember if that was a graphic novel or not. Well, the one you're missing, he—I don't even know if he really is a comic book character, honestly. Oh, are you, uh, the uh, the one with might Jeff have Daniels? just been made up for the the, huh? the one with Jeff Daniels as the writer, where he's a uh, is it the paper? Uh, you're getting colder. Okay, because he—he's he, a superhero in his mind in that movie. Uh, there, there's also a reference in this movie. Oop, I gotta. There's also a reference in Deadpool, kind of to this movie, sort of. <laughs> you think about it really hard. It's the first one. It's his first comic book movie. He was still kind of fresh faced. 
<laughs> I can I can get this. I know I can get that. I'm just trying to go back through all of his catalog of, of work. It's okay. Noodle man. Noodle. This is your trivia joke. <laughs> I know you're gonna kill yourself if you don't get it. I don't want that. I can't have that on my conscience. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a fun thing we're doing. It's not supposed to turn into a Jonathan Brandis thing. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't. We're anti, anti. Hundred percent anti. Um, what else? Monochromatic. <laughs> I'm trying to like give you. Oh, oh, um, uh, Blade Trinity, Blade Trinity. Yes, yes, you got it. Yes, you got it. where he plays. Uh, oh, um, he had a really cool get. He plays one of the vampire hunters, but I, I don't even know what his name is. In the he had movie. a really I don't cool even know name. If it's, it is. Well, hold on, I'll tell you. Hang on. Let's see. Let's do a Blade Trinity. <clears throat> From 2004, his character's name was Hannibal King. Yes, Hannibal King. That's a cool name. It is a cool Very name. Cool. All right, so you're five for five. That that one was tricky. That, that one, one took that one took a little doing. That did. That took a little bit of doing, but I knew you'd be able to pull it out. I only had to give you three or four hints. Yes, <laughs> the 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 weasel one. That that one sold it. That was oh, that yep. was the one. Good. <laughs> Have fun at your midnight movie premiere of Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't give you that one. It could give you that yes. one. But I was hoping monochromatic. Yes. Could I, what, was, what, what was the actual quote? Like, could I interest you in some monochromatic clothes or something? I don't know. It was great. Okay. All right. So we're moving on to question number six. You're in. You're, you're perfect, man. You're doing absolutely perfect. Let's see if I can keep it going. Yeah, I think you can. Okay. Okay, now, <clears throat> speaking of Weasel, name two celebrities listed on Weasel's Deadpool list. Just got to name two. Oh. Of course, I'm talking about the scene where, you know, Wade comes up, he looks up at the Deadpool list, and, and Weasel had Wade on it. <laughs> he didn't bet on him, bet it against him. But there, there are a number of celebrities on the Deadpool list. Can you name two of them? Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think here. I, I want, I want to guess Betty White just because I feel like that would have been something he would have thrown up there. But I did not see Betty White. But if it comes down to it, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it. We'll give it. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? There's some pretty obvious ones on there. Pretty obvious Deadpool celebrities. I should have paid more attention when I was rewatching it. <laughs> well, it flashes so quickly. I was actually surprised at the number of celebrities that were on the list because. I don't remember seeing any celebrities on the list 
at all. I didn't even, because it's so quick. But uh, evidently somebody paused it and wrote down all the celebrities. There's a bunch of them. Betty White may or may not have been on the list. <laughs> Possibly to the right off camera, Betty White was listed. Because that does seem like a celebrity they would be on there. I, well, I feel like he would have put his... Was Ryan Reynolds one of them? I feel like... Yes, Ryan okay. Reynolds was the other guy. We're going to go ahead and give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be perfect. <laughs> No, but here here's a full listing of the celebrities that I, I wrote down that I saw. Bill Cosby, Charlie Sheen, Kanye West, Vladimir Putin, Ryan Reynolds, TJ Miller, Lindsay Lohan, Miley Cyrus, Kid Rock, Mike Tyson, Judd Nelson, Lil Wayne, Shia LaBeouf, Ned Beatty, Rob Liefeld, Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, <laughs> Amanda Bynes and Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh, well done, man. You're six for six. Six for six. Okay, number seven. Here we go. We're 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 stuck on Weasel's bar here because some fun stuff happens in this place. Okay, name Weasel's bar. Oh, Sister Margaret's School for Women and Girls. That's right. <laughs> well done. I have that plaque up at my house. Oh my god! I don't remember seeing that at all. Like I got that from like a you know there's there's millions of Deadpool trivia yes like stories out there on the net and I saw that I was like I don't remember them I don't remember seeing that sign but I guess I had to be there I guess yeah it's right after um, right after Wade drops off the pizza to Megan Ar- Orlovsky Orlovsky and yeah. he uh, he does the nut tap to the guy who flicks his cigarette <laughs> as he's walking and you briefly see the sign. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, you are rocking it. Seven for seven. All that's left are the finish the lines. Ooh, okay. All right. And I'm I'm just looking for pretty close. Okay. You don't have to be exactly perfect, but pretty close. Just give me the gist of the line. All right. This is what we're going for. Okay. I'm pretty obnoxious to watch this movie fa- with because I, <laughs> I, I quote so many of the lines, so hopefully this works out in my favor. I figured you would do really well at these. And I tried not to make them too, like, you know, crazy. Because sometimes, like, I, I saw some quotes, and I was like, I don't even remember that. It must have been said, like, and I couldn't understand it very well. But anyway, all right, number eight. Finish this line. Say the magic words, dot, dot, dot. Say the magic words. Say the magic words, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes in this movie. It's this is really maybe this is trickier than I thought. I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll give you some context. This happened at Weasel's Bar. Okay. This quote is from the bar. Right. Say the magic words. Dot dot dot. I need to go back. Deadpool said it. Say the magic. 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 Thinking about a, a series of movies you are not the most fond of, but I enjoy. Oh, Fat Gandalf? 
<laughs> That's right. Say the magic words, Fat Gandalf. <laughs> of course, the biker guy with the gray beard. <laughs> oh, Hakuna has uh, taught us. <laughs> well done. Eight for eight. <sighs> okay. I'm getting a lot this of help. You're, no, well, you, you know, you're getting a little help, but you're still getting them on your own. You're still getting them on your own. All right. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that even with help. All right. Number nine. Finish the line. What's a nice place like you? Dot dot dot. Doing a girl like this. That's right. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I love that line. That's great. That is a great line. Okay. Number ten, the final. Uh, actually, I lied. There was only one opportunity for bonus points, but you could have. You had. You could have had eleven. I could have gone eleven out of ten. You could have had eleven out of ten. But but you're going to be going for the first ever. I mean, you've already blown away the record. What's the record like score? Like six or seven? Probably for us? probably something like that. Yeah yeah. So you're already like blown it away, and you're going to go for the first ever perfect score. Probably <laughs> will never be duplicated. <laughs> Number ten. Finish the line. Looks are everything. Ever heard Dave Beckham speak? Dot dot dot. Sounds like he mouth sexed a. Um, what is it? <laughs> Looks for everything. You ever heard David David Beckham speak? <laughs> sounds like he mouth sexed. <laughs> what did he mouth sex? Come on, Adam. <laughs> Pull it out. Name, name the thing he mouthed. What did you say? Canopelium. Perfect 10 for 10. <laughs> it's it's like he mouth sex to can of helium. Holy shit. <sighs> totally nailed it, man. 10 for oh. 10. Well done, sir. I was well trying to, like, what was throwing me off was, was, can, was it can of helium? I was like, <laughs> I was like, is that what, a can, a can canister? What, what would helium come in? Helium comes in. Okay. Whew. Whew. I got perfect. Ten for ten. You sure know your Deadpool, sir. I, I did. You are legit. I did get. I did get some assistance, which was most appreciated. <laughs> you got a tad bit of assistance, just a tad. All right, man. So, and with that, we can begin this episode in earnest. I'll hand the keys over to you, sir. Right. And I have no notes. I have taken no notes for this episode. <laughs> I've taken years worth of notes just because this, yeah. I've watched this movie so many times, and like it, it was, it's it's been because I've I've I feel like, and I think we both talked about. It, I feel like I've been on kind of one of my TV binges. I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love, and I feel like before that I was on other TV series, and so it's been a while since I've been on movies, and so it's been a while since I've watched Deadpool, and so watching it again, I was like, oh, I love this. You movie. did all twenty seven seasons of. Uh, uh, what was that? Supernatural. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, I got a, I went one through fourteen. It was before the fifteenth season came out. I need to go back and rewatch or watch the fifteenth season. It was a solid show. It's like three hundred yeah. episodes of an hour long show, which That's takes a lot of time. Takes a little doing. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's good. It holds up. I, I highly. I think recommend. I'm finally on the last season of Family Ties. I know I'd mentioned in the last episode. I Sha-la-la-la. <laughs> I now for definitively know the lyrics, all the all the <laughs> lyrics to that song. I wasn't quite sure up until the point, but now I know. 
That's that's one now of the more satisfying things that you don't realize when you're when yeah. you watch one of those. Like you really do pick up the actual words to the theme song. You're like, okay, now I know this one. Yeah, now I know this. I've, I I kind of knew it from like seeing it because I'm thinking Family Guy. I may have seen a few episodes towards the end of the run because it did go through. I think until like '89. Um, but I mean, honestly, reruns is where I know it the best. Yeah. And it, it, it played in reruns forever, like, you know, for, for such a long time. And honestly, now that I've rewatched so many of the episodes, I feel like the show really isn't worth watching after like season three. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it gets so like repetitive. And like once, once like Alex is not in high school anymore, and he's sort of off, you know, once he goes to Leland College or whatever, it just it kind of, and also too by that time the the show is firmly in Alex P. Keaton land. I mean, they've discuss, they know who the breakout star of the show is, so just about every single episode revolves around him. And then there there's even like a two part episode where he's doing like monologues and shit after his best friend who you never see in the show ever once before or after in any kind of like flashback any any kind of means where like his friend Greg like his best friend Greg from like kindergarten on died in an automobile accident drinking well I, I can't remember maybe he wasn't drinking but he he died in an automobile accident I'm pretty sure there was some sort of drunk driving this maybe maybe the person who ran into him but like he's dealing with that it's like one of those like very special episodes yeah. from the 80s and it's like two parts. It's like this is just, this is just Michael J. Fox saying like, "I want two episodes. Give me these <laughs> two. Wanna, give me these two. I want to show the world how much I can act." When thespian? When did uh, when did Brian Bonsall show up? I have no frame of reference. <laughs> Around when. season four or so, yeah. You knew the show knew it was sort of in trouble when they had to introduce another kid. Uh, Because, like, does he show up as a baby and they just do the super aging thing like they did on Growing Pains? Or did he, did they adopt? I don't, I have no real frame of reference for how he ended up on, I know he's on the show. for, for like, one whole season, like, Elise, who must have been, like, doing some other project. Because, like, I don't buy she was actually pregnant. Like, because she's only in, like, half the episodes that season. And, like, they don't, like, her character, there's, like, a lot of mentioning of her name, but, like, she'll be upstairs in the bedroom or something, you know? She's unavailable. She's really in the show. Yeah, yeah. Mom's in the shower the whole episode. Uh, but, yeah, so she's pregnant one season, and then, like, he shows up as a baby, and then he does age up. He does age up a little bit from his baby season. Then he kind of becomes, like, that actor, you know, that Brian, what's his Brian face? Bonsall. Because he was, I mean, he was, yeah. like, what, like, Five, when he was on the show. Oh gosh, maybe even younger. Maybe even a little younger. He seemed like he was pretty young. He was younger, I think, than what uh, Tina Yothers was when the show started. He was a tad bit younger than her because she actually seemed like a pretty good little actor for a kid. Yeah, she wasn't that bad. I feel like she got much worse as the show went on. Yeah, she turned into a teenager, and I was like, oh, I don't care about you. Yeah, yeah. Please, God, I can't stand these episodes. These these Jennifer episodes. Uh, but I got, I, I really enjoy in this, sh- the series and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sad, but there's, there's like way too many Nick episodes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, 
God, you don't even realize how much he was like trying to be Sylvester Stallone in those those shows because he was so you know big. It's still yeah. But yeah, so um, please uh, take over. This is your show now, and I'll just try to chime in from time to time on thoughts that I have about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So our, I'll try to keep you on task. Yes, if it needs it. that's that's a big part of it, and just like it's it's, I, I love this movie so much. I love all of the little idiosyncrasies because there there are like that's one of the things about it. Um, I mean, I've always been a big fan of the fourth wall break. That's just it's a plot device that I really enjoy for whatever reason. And Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds as this Ryan Reynolds does it so well, and then as this character is just even more fun. Um, yeah, because this it, it is like. You know, watching from 2008 up until this point, watching all of the, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, all, all of the MCU characters really come to life and just being engrossed in that whole world and then having this kind of alternate take on superheroes, you know, because I've, I've always been a fan of the anti-hero. And it's like when you have Deadpool as the anti-hero and Ryan Reynolds playing him in, the, in this setting with these writers and, and it's just everything came together and this was like this movie is just so perfect that it just hit on all these notes um but uh I'll, I'll i i actually like that this character got a second chance yes after bombing so horribly the first go around like the same actor getting a second chance at that character at a character is unheard of well and it, it's it's funny because like there are parts of the wolverine movie that are legitimately pretty, still pretty decent. I mean, huge. Mm-hmm. I like how it begins. It's great. And I love how it starts. Liev Schreiber as Sabretooth, yeah. I, I actually almost enjoy more than the guy that they actually had playing Sabretooth in the original movies. I, oh, 100%. I, yeah. I like the chemistry that the two of them had. I like how he they, they got along in a brotherly kind of way, and at the same time they would fight in a brotherly kind of way to where it was like they would always kind of they push it to the extremes to where it's like, okay, you know, you could see them really getting along and bonding together, but at the same time, because they were as close as they were, the two characters could hurt each other more. And you know, because of Sabretooth's proclivity towards being a bad guy, you know, and Wolverine, kind of, he wasn't necessarily always just a straight laced good guy, but he always leaned more towards doing what was right than what was wrong. Uh, His moral compass was a bit. Not as you know, it was it was good. Yeah, and so Sabretooth was a little off whack. Yeah, yeah. So like they they both like, I think what it was is they both kind of bent just far enough in their own respective directions. Like Sabretooth bent just bad enough, and Wolverine's bent yeah. just good enough that it created a, a wide enough gap for the two of them to become enemies because they were that far off base when they were you know leaned in their general you know their perspectives. But overall, I mean, I think probably one of the biggest missteps in that movie was um, the way that they handled Deadpool, especially at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, some, some of the other stuff, like, you know, trying to incorporate the blob. Well, he's like teleporting and shit. Like, so weird. Which, I mean, is is actually one of his abilities that he has that they didn't really. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, okay, I didn't know there, that. There are things about it that, that stay true to the character, but it's just one of those is like, okay, when you decide to go that route... Um, it makes well. It, they made him mute too. Like yeah, they, 
they sewed his lips together or whatever. It's like he's, I mean, even outside. Even of, I knew that was a big mistake. He's known as the Merc with the mouth. So it's like, to, right. like uh, no, this is a huge misstep. Yeah. Like they had a lot that, I mean, like that movie could. He just looked like Baraka from Spiral yes. Combat. And it's like, and that movie could have been amazing. With the kind, with yeah. the characters that they have, I mean, if you'd have had a legitimate Wolverine and Deadpool team up, um, and not the shitty end battle that we had between, like, you know, the the kind of Deadpool that we got and Wolverine, it's like yeah. uh, that movie could have been. My, I mean, like when you see the success of this movie just a few years later, yeah. it's like uh, the uh, guys that were behind those. It like, hurts. Oh, wow. It literally hurts to know like what they could have had. Yeah. If if studios are just weren't so hell bent on changing things yeah. like for no reason you know like you already have like a popular character and origin and like why are you doing this well and <laughs> I just don't understand it and to see because and the, the other thing about it was i think they because i want to say they had an origins magneto movie planned as well and as like that whole kind of origins line of movies that they were going to try and branch off into got shut right. down because wolverine did so oh, poorly yeah. so it's like this right. is just stupid guys what are you doing here um, well, they kind of messed Gambit up too. Yes. Like Gambit was a popular character I remember from, you know, the animated series that I Remy you know, like, Yeah, and he he just he was kind of lame and cheesy in the movie too. Well, they had uh, oh, what was the kid that played him? Um, Taylor Kitsch. Which oh, was that who? Yeah, I can see it now. Which actually, I mean, yeah. it was not not a. Not the worst call you could make for casting him. No, I thought the blob was kind of well done. Like I, I kind of enjoyed the blob. I liked scene where he was fighting him. I liked that they did it. I liked that they went ahead. And was like because I mean he's one of the he's a, a more prominent you know bad guy in on yeah. the Magneto side. So it's like to have actually the the Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas is like why do you have Will I Am in this movie? Yeah. Why do you have somebody from the Black Eyed Peas as an actor? It's like this. I don't like, know. Like, if some of these guys, yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't make sense, but some of them try, like, you put Method Man in a movie and people will go see it. You put Ludacris in a movie, people will go see it. Will I Am right. from the Black Eyed Peas <laughs> is not bringing anybody to the theater. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. No, probably not. Probably not. But, uh, but yeah, so that was our first iteration of Deadpool that just did not work. And you're right. I mean, it's to, right. to have gotten a second chance at this character is a huge deal because... It's, I mean, really and truly, I mean, with as many other things that were working well for them to come back and say, hey, can we re- revisit this character? It'd be really easy for Fox to say, no, we, we got enough stuff going on here. We don't, that one, that one tanked. We're not, re- we're not touching right. that. Yeah. Which, I mean, clearly, you know, it, the, the gorilla style that they went where the footage was, you know, unfortunately leaked. And then the, the fan response, I mean, this is one of those times where I do I do love that the fans had enough say in it mm-hmm. to Yeah, it's it's in the age of the petition, right? Yeah. Like people will if you get enough people to sign a petition, uh you have an you have a chance at yeah. least to change minds. And and thankfully when they did that cuz that was that was one of the big things when they did Sonic that I was like, okay, you know, as big of a backlash as this has, if the studio is going to go spend money redoing this, People have to go see it because you can't just say. Well, no. they have a franchise now because yeah. they listened. They would have not, I and mean, it would have been a joke. Yeah. Now they have a, they have a legitimate franchise, and that's uh, that's I, I like and that. For what treating the character with some respect? Yes. God damn it! Like not making him look like a damn whatever Nightmare. the hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh 
looked like part human hybrid like, thing. Why would you do this? Why do his teeth look like that? Ugh. Well, Please stop. And, and I like I like that social contract Just make between. Make him look like Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and that was with and, and why are you fucking this up? They they when they came back and they did it the right way and people then went and actually supported it because that was the yeah. other part of it. Is like okay if we complain about this and right. then the movie tanks because nobody went to see it. That would have been bad. Then we would have. Then you lose. It doesn't matter if you get a hundred million signatures on something. They're gonna say, yeah, but or is, is these sig- people can click on something. That's not a problem. Right. Are they gonna go right. spend twelve dollars to see the movie? Hey, put your money where your mouth. Exactly. Is. And I was glad that they did that. And it kind of yeah. is kind of the same thing. With and it Deadpool. doesn't hurt that it was actually pretty good. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't bad. And so, like they they did a terrible one of the worst trailers I've oh. ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh! That, that trailer with those visuals of Sonic was just like it was all kinds of horrible. laughter, and then, but then you know, like yeah, they they spent the money to redo the CGI, but the movie was largely in place. Yeah, they just got a different, you know, they they just you know that's just the 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 power of good editing. That's yeah. all that is. It's not like the footage is any different. They just changed it the way it's being given to you, and you know, hey. I liked it. I'm looking forward to the next Sonic movie. Well, and and oddly enough, who who was who was one of the producers on Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, is it Tim Miller? Tim Miller, <laughs> the director of this movie, Deadpool. I do really appreciate how involved and invested he was in that they do the character right. I, I was reading a, a story where he and Ryan Reynolds like literally wept when they got the first look at the costume. That they were going to get to use. Yeah, I guess there was a lot of back and forth, and uh, you know, there there were you know they they don't always nail the costumes in these movies, and uh, I guess when they first got a look at the costume that they were going to get to use, they were just like, I mean, so much so that Ryan Reynolds stole the costume. Yes. you know, this movie <laughs> like kept it for himself. Well, because that's I mean, it is. I mean, like when we were talking about uh, X Men with Apocalypse, uh, you know, <clears throat> if you. You get you get the chance to do this character, just because you're pulling the character in, it doesn't mean you're going to necessarily do it the right way. You can still mess right. it up a hundred different ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you know if the the visuals of it, I mean, the same thing with Sonic. If the visuals don't match up to what people are expecting, then it's I mean, it kind of a, in, a, in an almost an immediate sense, people are it was like, oh, I don't like the it's way this a looks. middle finger. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like you just assume we're going to see this movie because you put the name. Yeah. It's like, like you can't even you can't even make the character look right. I mean, that should be just step one, a given. You know, if you got a character that's that popular and famous, like you, the easiest thing you could do is just make the character look right. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, this is this is not hard. You know, and especially I mean, especially when you're talking about you know Deadpool. What I, what I did appreciate is up to this point. Um, you know, we we had had we'd had the second iteration of X Men movies, but I think that was one of the things um, when we got that the first X Men trilogy. One of the things that was really kind of funny about that was there was a general kind of disappointment that when there was time for everybody to suit up, yeah, everybody was just they weren't a, wearing the yellow. Yeah, and it was blue, just a black yeah. you know suit, and it was like right, you know, right. and they even kind of joked and they made about, a joke about yeah. it, yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. And then, because what's funny is like you know, every, everybody was seeing this as like, oh, this no. As then you go to the MCU, and they just completely embrace it. It's like everybody's going to look yes. pretty much how they look. I mean, in the they comics. give Thor a little bit a mod. They give him a look, yeah, a certain look. 
And Captain America has a certain look. But I mean Iron Man, I mean it's pretty much straight like straight up Iron Man. Like they, they did. They treated it with respect because hey, it's their property. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, can and do it. I mean, before Disney owned it, it was a Marvel Marvel Studios with Paramount, right? Yeah. I think Paramount was who distributed the movies. So and Paramount already had a history with, you know, releasing like Gia Joe and Transformers and Oh god, Transformers, don't even get me started on <laughs> Why make Optimus Prime like a different type of semi truck with blue and red flames and shit on the side? Like Flames are cool. People love flames and on the side. And they cars. weren't even gonna let Peter Cullen do the voice. Like they made him audition. Like, fuck you. Like that's Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to mess this don't up, make him audition. Well, because that's the other thing. That's and we've talked about that a number of times before. Is in this day and age, it's not just the final product; it's the entire journey. Because you know, like when uh, when uh, the Han Solo movie was having trouble uh, on the set, that the information about that was getting leaked, and people were getting nervous about it being a good movie. Yeah, and it's one of those things. Yeah. Like when when. Those, change directors when those kinds of things start i mean they make their way into the public eye it does yep. change people's perspective on how it was like well maybe i i was gonna see it opening weekend maybe i'll wait and see if it's good see what people say yeah. about it so it's it's when i was like the entire process the who's getting cast where are they filming when are they filming how are they all of those things for people that you know keep up with it um, and there's a, it's a much larger audience of people, you know, like versus when we were, you know, younger, when we were kids and you would just, you'd see a trailer at the beginning of a movie and that was your exposure to it. You didn't, you didn't right. know, you know, I was like, Oh, and then it was out. Yeah. Then it, it like, just became out. Yeah. You'd go to a movie, you'd see a trailer for it. It's like, Oh, it's coming out in three months, six months. I whatever. mean, you may have seen, you might see a segment or something on ET yeah. entertainment tonight or something, but, you know, but outside of that, it's like, you're, you're not keeping right. up with, are the screenwriters happy, you know, or was there now, did you, did you regularly or at all get like entertainment weekly or premier magazine? No, I always wanted 90? to get entertainment weekly, but I never did. Oh, oh man. I, I, now I actually did. I was pretty frequently buying at least Entertainment Weekly and on time from, you know, like sometimes you'd go to B. Dalton's and pick up the latest yeah. game magazine or whatever. At least I would. Uh, I would sometimes pick up like Premier Magazine because they, they, they tend to, they tended to have, it, it felt more inside, I guess, than Entertainment yeah. Weekly. Uh, but it, like, like a variety or something, you know, like you're, you're, it's seeing like something like that. But it was, I loved reading those magazines because you would get those like little glimpses from time to time. But even that was like the early 90s, yeah. you know. Well, and that and that's kind of kind of how that evolved how people as now I mean, now there there are people who, you know, there are whole organizations and institutions that, you know, their business thrives on just reacting you know, here let me yeah. let me pull apart this trailer. Let me let me show you the things right. you missed. Let me. It's like it's not even necessarily about the content. It's like I'm not even going to review the movie. It's like my whole job here is just to the trailer dropped and let me let me bring and you. And by through the way, the I'm fucking here for it. I yeah. love watching those things. And, I love watching them. And so it's like it it isn't. I mean, like for that for this arm of the entertainment industry. It has expanded so much, and there is there's so much more to where, like you know, when you go back to this movie Deadpool, and you're like, okay, the the production on it, and when you're seeing, it, hey, it's finally getting made, and oh, we're gonna mm-hmm. get a trailer, and there's an, a red band trailer, and oh my, it's, oh by the way, I love when like Ryan Reynolds pranked 
people on on uh, April Fools saying that it was going to be a PG thirteen movie. Oh, because it just it it was just like that fuel in the film. Like I fucking knew it. You know, like all the <laughs> fans coming out. Like you you're gonna fuck it up. I knew it. You know, just like they would do with uh, Venom. Yes, which ended up which did get a PG thirteen rating. Yes. Uh, predator movies, like I know, like they were doing a new predator movie. They're like, ah, we'll make a PG thirteen. Like, you can't make a PG thirteen predator movie. Come on. <laughs> you're yeah. You're you're just you're arbitrarily. It, it's not that I just want to see violence, but it's just the character is inherently violent. <laughs> it's I mean, it's part of the reason why we enjoy the character. Yes. I mean, sadly, you never know what they're gonna say or do, and that's fun. Uh, and uh, the advertising, because that's one of the things, one of the alternative things that I loved about Deadpool. There was so much. He had a oh, one Reynolds, of the best advertising campaigns oh, ever. He had so much fun it's between the first one, and the second. I mean, and the kinds of things that both they of did. them. Yeah, I mean, like just yeah. the, I mean, like the wild. I mean, like I remember on the second one, they were they were down in Brazil at like a tattoo festival. And he was doing commercials like, hey, come down to Brazil and get one of these specialized. Yeah. It was like, this is the craziest advertising campaign in the world. Like, who's going to fly to Brazil to a tattoo comp- or you know, this convention and get just to get one of these like six specialized Deadpool ones? But people did it. And yeah. it's like, and that was like, it's like, okay. And that part of that excitement and that frenzy gets whipped up because you got a guy like Ryan Reynolds, like, who's so into it. Yeah. You know, like he owns the Deadpool character in a way that only like I mean the only other actor that I can even compare it to is, you know, like well like a Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man or yeah. or like a Margot Robbie's uh uh gosh, why why can't I think of her name now? Oh Harley, uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Harley Quinn. You know, they, they really seem to own the character and enjoy him and like, Yes. Just being that character. It's like a second so, skin for him. Like they just fit so well into it. Like, yeah, I could yeah. go right into this character. I love how much Ryan Reynolds loves. He he said his I'll never do another comic book character other than Deadpool again. Yeah, like it's it. I'll never do another one. And uh, and it did take him like five times yeah, to get there. It really did. I mean, <laughs> so. and you know, and his that's I, I think one of the things you know in watching him over the years. Uh, I mean, like well, even Chris Evans had to go three times to get to yeah. where he was. And, and he and you know the his character. Um, his, I mean, he he was a fair Johnny Storm. I mean, like, yeah, Johnny Storm. He was one of the funner elements of the movie. I think. He, he, yeah, I mean, like, they're they're uh, the the first one was okay. I I think I think some of it was. I mean, like be, between him and Michael Chiklis, that was where I felt like they got the casting right. I own yeah. Griffud and um uh and uh, Jessica Alba. Jessica Biel Alba. Yeah, they sorry. they. I mean, like Jessica Alba made sense in so much that she was an it girl at the time. So it's like yes, here, yes. get her and throw her in. But she had no chemistry with, um, with uh, on screen with Reed Richards. Anybody. So I was like, yeah. oh. and I was like, <laughs> right. for her to be the big sister of Chris Evans, like that didn't make sense. And so it was like, yeah, uh, this is, you know, it was like you, you just had access to Jessica Alba and you took, yeah. It. <laughs> and I, I think that's the thing is like you know when when you saw what Marvel started doing, where it's like we're writing and producing movies around dynamic characters and we're casting them well and we're treating them well and we're walking through storylines and we have a vision for where we want the whole franchise to go not just hey we mm-hmm. we thought of an idea we slapped some actors holy together. shit we have rights to this comic book character let's hurry up and make a movie yeah it's like you know and I, I think that's like even when i mean right now just the fact that they have an, a director attached 
to Fantastic Four. And people are, I mean, losing their minds. It's like, we're going to get a Fantastic Four movie. Like, people, you know, people have been speculating for, I mean, years now of like who would be, who would be a much better casting. And when you know mm-hmm. that, that Marvel's going to cast it the way that they've done everything else, like, okay, it, it, until Marvel they, starts. So you're saying they have a director for a new Fantastic Four movie? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Who is it? Um, let me see. That's exciting because you would you would think we're so many years off from a Fantastic Four movie. Well, yeah, there uh, the I mean the fact that um, that people are I mean already getting excited about movies that Marvel has like two three years down the road. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's, until it's, it's something else, man. Until it Marvel. Really is really start screwing things up. It's like up. every single movie is the hype of a Star Wars movie, you know? Yeah. Let's see here. Who is the attached director of the Fantastic Four movie? An yeah. MCU Fantastic Four. I mean, Mr. Fan, the, the, is, is, it, is this Mr. Fantastic? Is he the main guy? Let's see. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, he's the. How do you cast that guy? I'm like, what do you do with him? He's, he's got like a nerd. Like, you know who? Like a young. Um, oh, I'm uh, sorry. It was writers. Ian they, Malcolm writer. guy. Like, what's that? R- they, they got yeah, a writer. Yeah, writers. That's who they have. Oh, okay. They got a writer. Okay. Okay. So they're they're doing some scripts right now. That's what they're doing. That makes sense. That makes sense. I gotta believe they're like three or four years off from a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, because they gotta they gotta give X Men the treatment first, right? There, I, I, I with everything that's going on in Wandavision, I don't know what they're gonna do with the X Men. Oh God, we gotta do a Wandavision podcast. We really probably do. There's some juicy shit going on in there, but let's not. Let's yeah. not. Let's not go there. It's, not in it's this hard. Episode. It's like that's that, that's that was why I was like when we do de- like Deadpool is just going to open up a can of worms because I'm like it's yeah, I know. Marvel all like, and that, that was why it's like you, I've really turned on WandaVision. I was not sold on it for like the first two episodes, but now I'm just like I can't wait for WandaVision. That's that's what <laughs> like, a lot of people say. like it was one of those to me I was like from the from the onset it was like I'm just going to like this everything that they unveiled as far as their streaming platforms was like I yeah. WandaVision, Loki, uh, Falcon. Yeah, yeah. All, like, it was the third I was looking forward to the most. Like, I'm looking forward to Loki and also Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, those yeah. guys. I think that's, those are going to be a lot of fun. But I was just like, WandaVision? All right. They're starting out with WandaVision. And it started out so weird, which is fine. I like weird. But, oh, man, it got so good so fast. Well, and what's <laughs> what's really funny is I've seen I've seen a number – I've seen the clip a number of times circulating now where back at the press junket for Age of Ultron, when they were, yeah. they were asking Elizabeth Olsen, where would you like to see the character of Scarlet Witch go? I mean, this is like six years ago. She's like, oh, I'd love uh-huh. to see him do House of M, where it's just oh, which is WandaVision, which is WandaVision, right? yeah, it's like where she has yeah. two fake babies and she's losing her mind, and like, and she's like, but they would never do that. That would just be out of control. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if they ever get a streaming platform. You never know. Six years later, we're totally doing that. Here we are. 
because it's fucking Marvel and everything they touch is gold. And and that's why it's like <laughs> I know people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll believe the Deadpool three R rated MCU movie when I see it. I was like, I think um, count me as one of those guys. I, I, I'll believe it when I see I, it. I think I, I think I still don't think it's gonna happen. I I, to- <laughs> I totally I like because one of the things. I like there's there's been a lot of talk about um, as I, I know the the first time I saw it I nearly lost my mind because I follow so many Deadpool boards on uh, social media. Yeah. Um. Some because I went out and looked at looked. <laughs> I at believe them. you. I believe there's like fifty. Of oh them yeah. And I'm Deadpool. like got all of them. <laughs> You're on all the top ones. <laughs> I I had to go out. I had to go out and investigate it for myself because it was. I mean, it was like a couple of months ago. Um, when you Googled cast of Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness uh, on Google, when it would give you the cast members, like IMDb doesn't have them, but on Google, when it gives you the cast members, it mm-hmm. gives you the cast members, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and Ryan Reynolds. And Yeah, but hasn't Tom Holland come out and said recently that they're not a part of, well, he said they're not a part of Spider-Man 3. He's, think, maybe and, he's and there's been a lot, like people are like, he seems like he's really trying to cover a lot of stuff up. Okay, okay. Like of, of all the things that I follow, like uh, there, because there was, um, oh, they were out filming uh, some epic scene, where was it? Uh, Maybe. If you guys just want to hear us do a Marvel podcast, just let us. Yeah, know. I mean, like I, I mean, honestly, like I could talk about Marvel movies all day long. I mean, like for days. I was like, this is a special treat for you guys. Yeah, I was this like, is Deadpool, and you're getting a shitload of Marvel. Yeah, I was like, we we've barely talked These are about not lists. Deadpool. These are not trivia junkets. These are straight up Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, and this is this is. I mean, like to me, I'm like, okay, this is where, you know, it just. This universe that they create, I mean, like to go 23 films across, uh, you know, across decades, across actors, across directors. I mean, to have, there's never been anything like what they did leading up yeah. to Endgame. Um, it's changed the game. Yeah. But it, at the same time, it hasn't because nobody can. Nobody can I duplicate mean, even it. Even that Marvel laid out like here's here's the here's the blueprint for success. Like nobody has the patience to do it. Yeah. I was like that's and like they. I mean Kevin Feige. I mean I, I, he's just he's like you can't even call him one in a million. He's like one in a billion. Like he's just yeah. he's a guy. It's like okay, this is how we're gonna do it. This is when we're gonna make these movies. And yet, Warner Brothers and other big studios, they just won't do it. No. They won't put a guy in charge. And it scares them. <laughs> well, and it, I mean, like, like look, look at, I mean, because really right now, it's like, okay, they started the MCU in 2008. And so we're 13 years later. Yeah, yeah um, we're 13th year. 13 years later. About, and e- we're going to get Black Widow and... And the, like Ooh, even right now, what other movies we're gonna get this year? We've gone eighteen months without a Marvel movie. I mean, we're coming up like I think the last Marvel movie we got was Endgame? was Spider Man. Uh, oh, you're right. Home, you're or right, far, you're right. Uh, Homecoming. Far from home. Far from, far home. from home. Um, yeah, you're right. And it dealt with the fallout from Endgame. Yeah, and so that was the last one we got. And I think that was July of 2019. Crazy, yeah, I know. So I mean, like we're we're at eighteen. I mean, we're past eighteen months since we've had a Marvel movie, 
And like, and, and people are still, I mean, like that's like, if you put black widow in theaters tomorrow, I'd go see it. I haven't seen a movie in theaters <laughs> in over a year. I would go see black widow tomorrow. If you put it in theaters. I mean, if it was simultaneously streaming, I would pay 25 bucks to yeah. see it in my home. Uh, but they would get my money regardless. Because yeah. I've been wanting a Black Widow movie. I really have. Like I think Charlotte Johansson is so fucking good as Black Widow. She's really good. Like I would never care about the Black Widow in any kind of like comic run. Just wouldn't be for me. Like, yeah. TV show, no. But like the way that the way that she's kind of evolved and come along as a character in all the Avengers movies. Like fuck yeah, give me a Black Widow movie. I, it's it's about damn time. I, yeah, I really we have wish... Wonder Woman to think of. It, really, I mean, there would have never been a Black Widow movie if not for the success of Wonder Woman. I wish they would have done it closer back to um, the Winter Soldier, because uh, yeah. as as much I I think that Captain America: The Winter Soldier may be the best movie in all of mm-hmm. the MCU. Um, it's good. It's, it's a really, really, good. really, really. I mean, it's, as a movie itself, it's just so yeah. good. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, she. All was, the Captain America movies are awesome. They really as are. a trilogy, it's the best trilogy yes. of any of this of the Marvel movies. Because like, I think Iron Man really kind of falters in one and two a little bit. Yeah, one is just amazing. One and two or two and three are just like, eh, it's good. yeah, two two because it was it was kind of like they didn't know what to do. Right. With okay, it was like a typical sequel. You yeah, know, like you get a lot of sequels. Like let's just do bigger, more. And then, I mean, then the way that they treated the third one, where they they teased the Mandarin, and then there's like, yeah. and then that fell apart. It was like that's not the way to do this. That like, I think the third Iron Man was that the last Paramount movie. I think um, like it that might have got been. distributed by them. I feel like by the third one, I think they kind of like were starting to understand really well what they were doing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, these movies are just parts of a bigger story now. Yeah. That that phase, I guess it's phase two. Like, I feel like a lot of those movies were just like all the movies where we're giving you characters that you want to see, but it's all a small piece of the puzzle. And they, cause they turned, they turned the whole movie making operation. Like they knew independently, the movies needed to be good. They needed people to go see them. Like it's not like, because I know when we talk about star Wars, everybody, you know, like your quote unquote, true star Wars fans, like, Oh, empire is my favorite. But it's, yeah. it's when I was like, if you take, if you take that out of the context of the trilogy, the movie sucks on its own. Like if there was no Return of the Jedi and it just ended on a super down note, like it ending on a down yeah. note is cool because oh, Jedi sure. exists. If yeah, you, didn't you have, love Empire because you know Jedi exists. If you didn't have Jedi, then Empire is a shitty movie, and you know, because <laughs> it, like it's yeah, and like oh hey we got this great new Star Wars everybody loves it. Here's the second iteration. We, you know, uh, Han Solo's in Carbonite, Luke's, you know, all of the... Let's just kick everybody in the nuts. Yeah, That's what like, the movie should have been called. Star Wars, everybody gets kicked in the nuts. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what you were saying the other day about Infinity War, it's like, when you go back, the third act of Endgame is one of the most massive, incredible experiences I will ever have yeah. in a theater. Yeah. But I do wholeheartedly agree that Infinity War is a much better movie. It. I know, hot take. I, I was like, I watched them back to back, and I was like, you know what, Adam? I think Infinity War is a superior movie to Endgame. I know Endgame was like the big box office champ and it's fun, but it feels like Infinity War. I mean, like End Endgame is just the cherry on top of yeah. Infinity War. That's really all it, it is. Because you get you get like 
Infinity War gives you the third act of Endgame. Infinity War gives you that like gigantic Marvel. Infinity High. War is fucking awesome, dude. Like I really appreciate Infinity War. Uh, it's so good. Well, I mean, because to it's the same. It is the best Avengers movie in my mind. It's the same. It's the same kind of thing as Empire. It and I mean, like it's such a dramatic storytelling. Yeah, and you have so many different angles, and you have so many different things working, and there like there's so many different moving pieces, and they're executed so well because you have, I mean, it's the culmination of all of those characters being on screen, being able to manage that, being able to manage, I think it was like sixty plus Marvel characters on screen at any yeah. given time, yeah, and to manage, I mean, and on top of that, you're managing huge, you know, personalities like the actors behind us, like you have. Um, I mean, the magnitude of that film is amazing, and the fact that it's a cohesive, well-told story that ends on such an emotional note. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I mean, it, it it's not it's not hard for me to say. Yeah, I mean, I love that third act in Endgame, but the rest yeah. of the the rest it's of the awesome. movie. There's a really awesome moments in Endgame. Oh no, yeah, no doubt. But a whole entire movie, give me Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, because that's the one I want to watch. I mean, the most. there's it's. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing with Endgame is like, okay, it's one of those where it's like, uh, you know, kind of like when we were talking about some of the goofy things from Cena Evil, Here No Evil last week. It's like, okay, you know, without um, without that rat crawling across the the keyboard in the the van to let Paul Rudd out. Yeah, it's like okay, that was a pretty. I mean, like we absolutely like without that, we don't do anything with the quantum realm, and then Tony Stark conquers time travel in an afternoon yeah i know it's like okay i know he's really smart guys but an afternoon he defeats time travel i have a big problem with it that should have been like a whole trilogy of movies in itself that that's why it's like okay there's there are some parts of this if you go back through this it's like i love endgame but it's like if you go back through some of this with a comb you're like there's some there's some problematic Noob things Master here. 69. Yeah, and I'm like, well, because even, I mean, one, one of my big things, uh, you know, with Endgame, because they teased Professor Hulk, and in my mind, like, I had this idea of what Professor Hulk was, and really what they did, I mean, they put Mark Ruffalo in a giant green body, and Mark mm-hmm. Ruffalo is kind of a demure, you know, peaceful character so it's like the idea of him going out there and being savaged in any ways like because they even kind of make fun of those like oh look i'm uh, I right up a motor's like yeah you're still the hulk man like <laughs> yeah when you when it was you know when captain america says and hulk smash and there's that big yeah. grin on his face everybody right. loved that that moment from the first avengers because yes. he was gonna go smash oh, yeah. stuff so for Mark Ruffalo to be like oh look i'm gonna smash things like yeah we don't want right. your like it was funny but it's like I feel like all of Endgame was just like we're having fun. Yeah, it's like Wayne's World too. We're, yes. we're just having fun. That's a great analogy. We, we've we've got these forty five. We've got this amazing forty five minute or thirty forty five minute like ending sequence. Yes, but for but for two hours we're just gonna dick around and have so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. But it it is it, it's just funny that that that's our box office champ and you know like not infinity war which infinity war made a dick load of money oh yeah out. it's not like it failed at the box office <laughs> it's probably in the top five well, all time grossing and really well because they couldn't do it but it would have been it would have been a really epic thing would be to say because if you put infinity war and endgame together that's like the snyder cut of 
of oh it's um, it's a fun watch back to back i highly recommend it it's like it would just you'd you'd only get your marvel super fans in theaters for six hours it's it, it it's a long back to back, but it's but it's, it's so a fun it's so yeah I've I've done it before and it's, it's a lot so worthwhile because it is it, yeah, like yeah. you just get because you get that great movie up front with so much emotion and so I mean like just a really well and I watched plot. Civil War the night before so it was just a wonderful oh primer. yeah because like the whole like Tony Cap drama is still unfolding yeah in Infinity War so if you if you watch those three movies back to back to back good times yeah you're really winning there have we even talked about deadpool hardly we've we've gone back and forth i mean because because the thing is like we're 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 living i mean in 2016 when the movie comes out deadpool you know you're still smack dab in the middle of of the mcu you got plenty of stuff going on the the thing and i liked that they joked around about it with the uh when they did the pg-13 cut of uh, deadpool 2 with fred savage oh yeah because he talks about um, he's like when I forgot they did that when uh, when they were doing the commercials and they had uh, again another fantastic advertising campaign. But you have oh you have so uh, Deadpool you know reenacting the uh, uh, the Princess Bride with yes. <laughs> adult Fred Savage taped to the bed. Yeah, <laughs> and they really recreated the room well from the movie. They really did. But like I, really Fred did. Savage's burn on uh, on Deadpool was. It's like, yeah, it's Marvel, but it's licensed but by Fox. But is it really? Right, right. He's like, mm. <laughs> that was really funny. So it was, it's like it's when I was like in 2016, and, and I think that's why it's like, because uh, when I was going through doing the numbers on it, it's like, f- f- I mean, for this movie, and there's a lot of people who are like, this movie is, is really just a silly, stupid movie. But it's like on IMDb, it has an eight. I'm like, an eight on IMDb. You're like, yeah. oh, that's like Shawshank yeah. Redemption. <laughs> It it's it it it's um it's a more serious movie than two was. Yes. I oh think. yeah. Two two was two was okay. We've established the characters. And say, I yeah. mean, kind of like a Wayne's Let's World. Have Let's fun. have a lot of fun. Yeah. We we got Let's more room to move around. We got right. we could do the Juggernaut. Um, yeah, love. And so I was like, so they they had a, a lot of fun with it. And Colossus in this movie is so damn good. Oh, he's and and you know and and I like Tim Miller's like assessment. It was like I really. I wanted a Colossus had to look a certain way because I wasn't satisfied with the Fox Colossus yeah. from the X Men movies no. early on, which just again like this this movie was as good and fun as it was because the guy who was in charge insisted on it being true to the you know property. Yeah, and and uh, and when you have that, when you got a J.J. Abrams like behind the scenes making things happen, only good things are gonna are gonna happen from that. Yeah, and. I, I, one of the things because I I didn't really have as good. And of course, a, I'm talking about Star Wars with JJ. Yes, um, but like with Tim Miller, it was funny because I didn't have a good enough perspective on him. He hasn't really done. He hasn't. He didn't do anything before Deadpool. And he, I mean, nope. he's only done. He was in charge of a, a FX studio or something yeah, like that. And he did Terminator uh, Dark Fate, which yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, it was okay. It was it was, it okay. was okay. It was it was okay. It was like I the, mean everything after two is it's okay. It was like they redid <laughs> two, but yeah, less good. I was like less okay. good for sure. For like, sure, this is agreed. I know what you mean. Trying to be two all over again. Hey, this? remember that scene from T two that everybody loved? Here it is, not as good. <laughs> if you want to watch it again, just like in a less impressive manner, stick around. Yeah. <laughs> But right. like the you know, 
Um, and this is this is the one I, I will I will give the caveat here when I was uh, looking up like the budget for the movie is fifty eight million dollars, mm. well below most of your comic book movies. Oh, that's nothing. Fifty eight million dollars, and part of that was because they didn't they they, I'm I guess part of that low budget was the studios trying to get it to be something else. Yeah. It's like, we'll give you more money if you bend on these points. Like, we need this. And they're like, no, fuck no. I got Ryan Reynolds. I've got I've got the internet behind me. Well, give me $60 million. I'll make it look good. I'll do it. And I know, I'm like, one of the things, they when they needed script supervisors, they needed script supervisors on set, and they didn't have the money in the budget for it. Ryan Reynolds paid yeah. for it himself he's like oh, we need that's this amazing it, like I love that. that's how like you just know and i'm that's why i'm, I'm so glad just because i love him as a person as a as an actor i was like yeah because he because he's one of those guys who's like he just um he just he stays away from controversy he's he, like the things that he does that are forward-facing are good things are fun things like yeah he has his aviation gin he has Mint Mobile. He's he's di- he's diver- diversified. He's really capitalizing on his fame, which I think is really smart because he knows. Oh, for sure, he's not going to be for the sure. it guy forever. So he's making a no. crap ton got, of money. You get like a ten year max window yeah. usually to be an it person, and he's taking full he's, advantage. He's of at it. the end of that. He's. At, I feel like this summer and maybe next summer is his big push, and then you're going to start seeing like less impressive Ryan Reynolds things. Because the, the natural order of things is there will be other people that come up in his yes. place that can do the kinds yes. of things that he can. Right. That, you know, people are like, I mean, because he's, I mean, he's in his, what, mid to late 40s at this point? He's my age. He's, so, he's 44. I yeah, think. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was one of the things why Hugh Jackman ended up hanging out the Wolverine Claws is like, I can't keep doing... Yeah. Not because he didn't want to. He's like physically, the demands of becoming this character are way beyond what I can actually do. And so, if you right. have a guy that's you know twenty eight, twenty nine years old that can hit the gym the same way that Hugh Jackman used to, well, now right. you just okay. We have a new iteration of that. So it's like to your point. It's like you know Ryan Reynolds is a funny guy, is a likable guy, does a lot of I mean really yeah. enjoyable movies. But there will be other people like him that come along. I was like, when you think about 10 years ago, the kind of star power that George Clooney well, had. Well, I mean, the first, like, 15 years of his career, because he started young, yeah. were, I mean, pretty, like, you know, fringe popularity. Like, yeah, well, kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, he had Van Wilder, which was, I mean, what most, up until Deadpool, I mean, really, is what he was mainly associated yeah. with. I mean, I for sure, there's other things I liked him Just better friends. in. With Dusty Dinkelman, I love Just Friends, so good. But that's a that's a true underrated movie. Oh yeah, nobody thinks about Just Friends. But I mean, yeah, Van Wilder was kind of his thing. Yeah, and Waiting was like another kind of a cult classic thing. But I mean, once he started tanking in the early two thousands with these blockbusters, all the way up until like Green Lantern and even R.I.P.D., you just figured, yeah, I mean, he's just never going to be the guy. Yeah. And now he's finally there. Now he's finally there, thanks to the Deadpool character. And he finally made it. It really, it really. I mean, it cemented him because you know, so fifty-eight million dollars. It made one hundred and thirty-two million opening weekend. So yeah, when you, which is a record for an R-rated movie, right? Uh, I feel like at I th- the time, yeah, I think so. And when when you take into consideration the things like the advertising budget. I was like, you know, clearly 132 million. They made back their production budget, but they probably right. just about made up their um, 
Oh yeah, their they did. advertising they spent budget a lot too. of money. And yeah. their the domestic total was three hundred sixty three million, which was about seven million less than uh, Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ still has the the top slot for um, mm. domestic total for an R rated movie, um, gotcha. which they made the joke about in Deadpool too. But the the one time I will, because uh, we don't usually go international, but the worldwide uh, uh, on this was seven hundred eighty-two million, and I think when it hit seven hundred forty-three million, it passed up the Matrix Reloaded Revelation. I can't remember which one, but up until that, that's point, that's actually really impressive because I thought I read somewhere that the movie didn't get played in China at all. I could see that because they're yeah, pretty strict on like what they can and can't. Banned. They do. They have their own set of like rules. But anyways, you you were, I love how this has become like a total like comic book movie discussion, uh, and uh, honest, which we've been we've pent it up. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Well, because there's I mean yeah there's there's a lot to cover in Marvel stuff. There's and and you know this movie, uh, you know I I have talked about it before, so it's not like we you know, there's a part of that as I was going through it, I'm like. Well, this is one of those movies where it's like I don't totally feel like we need to walk through the plot of the movie and like each scene by scene because I feel like there's a lot. That's a good point. There's a lot of discussion to be like with some of the I mean, some of the ones like that we've covered, uh, you know, Hot Rod. If you're walking through Hot Rod with somebody who's with, you know, the kind of the fandom of it, they're like, oh, we don't need to. We, we love this movie. It's like I feel like the other three movies we've covered, not like Deadpool's like, oh, everybody knows Deadpool. It's like Deadpool is one of those. But they kind of do. It, it is. It's I mean, like it, it's. It's a pretty the biggest well. box office movie we've done in a long yeah. time, really. I mean, of all the movies we've done this way, this may be the biggest grossing movie. Yeah, and I know the gate was up there. It um oh th- that was a huge, especially for Canada. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Canadians love that movie as they should. <clears throat> but this uh, one uh, one of the other things about this um this uh this franchise that i really enjoyed um it, it it was the first time it really teamed uh paul warnick and rhett reese with uh, ryan reynolds and that was one of those chemistries to me that re- uh, like resembles will ferrell adam mckay where it's like you get these guys now together. what else are they known for what else are they uh they did there? zombie land one and two um they also worked with ryan reynolds on six underground which i really loved it's a netflix movie um uh, I've watched it a number of times. Um, how one of them, I think Rhett Reese worked on Life with Ryan Reynolds, and I think it may be working on Clue with him as well. Um, and I feel like Paul Warnick did one other thing, but really like their joint ventures because the, they're they're kind of a, a good writing team. They write a lot of stuff together. Mm-hmm. But they're Zombieland one and two, Deadpool one and two, and Six Underground are the projects that I didn't know that Ryan Reynolds had anything to do with that movie. With uh, what? Uh, what did you say his name was Brett Reese? Uh, yeah, Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick are the two writers of Deadpool. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, those two guys. Yeah, okay, never yeah. Mind. They and it's because I when they get together, I mean, because Paul Warnick and Rhett Reese. I mean, when you think about Zombieland one and two, those are pretty solid mm-hmm. movies, solid entertaining. Oh, movies. for sure. And oh, very entertaining, especially especially within the zombie world, because I feel like you know, and we've talked about it before is like I feel like that world has really kind of come and gone 
Yeah, like, it's it's for sure not as big as it was. Yeah, it used. I mean, like like oh, what do we do this kind of zombie? What do we, hey. For like a decade, it was huge. And it was like zombies were just every everything. Zombies, this. Uh, let's put zombies in that. Like oh, it's zombie Abe Lincoln. Zom- <laughs> Abe Lincoln, the zombie. Oh, General Hospital. What if it's all zombies? Oh, zombies. Hey, it's a it's a General Hospital. <laughs> oh, hey, let's do Bagel Bites, the zombie edition. Oh, pizza's on a bagel with brains. You can eat pizza anytime. You can't do that on zombies <sighs> by Nickelodeon. No, exactly. Exactly, and it's like zombies are freaking everywhere. It's like everything's a zombie. It's like oh, zombies! Like yeah, I get it's it. It's like the Die Hard phenomenon. You know how like everything was this. Yes. Like, like Die Hard on a plane. Yes. Die Hard on a bus. Zombies were almost as that ubiquitous. They were. Ev- I mean, they did everything zombie, and it was just like okay, this is like overload. And especially, yeah, especially because a break. they flooded the market with a bunch of shit too. So it's like everybody was making zombie movies. It was like anybody that rented a camera for a weekend went out. Wasn't there like a Pride and Prejudice zombie? Yes, Pride and Prejudice and zombies. And I was like, okay, <sighs> this is too, we're going too far. And even, I, I was kind of like, I was kind of happy that they didn't do a sequel to World War Z. It was like, in and of itself, I mean, like, because it really was not an adaptation of the Max Brooks. I wish they would just redo it, honestly, and make it more like the book. Yeah, that, that was the thing. It was like, okay, this is not really an adaptation of the Max Brooks book at all. Not at all. Not at all. I was like, you just took the title and made a zombie movie. You took the title and a few terms from the book and made it into a movie. But it was an entertaining movie. Yeah, it was entertaining. But it was when I was like, okay, this is not... I'd rather they just remake it. Yeah. Give it it a rest. Wait until zombies are cool again. Because they will be. They will be. And then let's let's do another version of World War Z. But I think that was, like, especially because Zombieland 2 came out, was it 2019, I think? It was really recent. So yeah. to to pull off a Zombieland two, and I don't know, I feel like that one did okay. I don't think it smashed it did records. Okay. But as one was like to yeah. make it, but it's not like the first one did gangbusters no. either. I think it was like a surprise hit. But that was that was the thing. Is like okay to make a couple of entertaining, you know, kind of zombie dark comedy, you know, kind of because I feel like I feel like I may have heard that they're doing a Shaun of the Dead two. I don't know if that's true or not. I hope um, not. That I hope not too because. Uh, like I feel like it was good just the way that it was, but it's like yeah. it, that was the that was the thing that was nice. Like when people started taking different twists on the movies, um, mm-hmm. that was when I was like, okay, this is a little bit different. I can I'll, I'll allow this one. I was like, yeah, I enjoyed the twist zombie movies, like Warm Bodies, things like that. Yeah, I mean, those were entertaining. I liked them. They at least weren't just that mainstream. Like, okay, you're drinking out of a, a fire hydrant of <laughs> zombie movies. It was like, okay, I'm yeah. over that. But it's like I think that's one that's one of those things that speaks to the the writing ability of Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese is in the midst of a market flooded with that they still have the creativity to bring you a product. It's like okay, this is a little bit different than what you're used to. And yeah, all right. And and you, hey, I'm sold. The, and you sold me, sir. <laughs> see, that's that's what I'm doing here. I'm selling people yep. on on. But I, I love because when these guys when these guys get together with Ryan Reynolds, I feel like. Are you just watching some of this? You know, they're the the way that they um, work together, just in supplemental materials. Like, okay, these guys, when you bring them together with Ryan Reynolds, put them in a room and let them write. Because I know in, in Deadpool three, I, they're not they're not writers on Deadpool three. Um, they've given a lot more. Oh, cre- these producers or something. Uh, yeah, I think there's I think they're still involved, but I, I, I'm trying to remember. I feel like it's a lady that is. Working with Ryan Reynolds on the writing credits for Deadpool three. Well, I mean, you 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 you're not Fox anymore. I yeah, mean, you know Disney and the MCU is going to bring in their own yeah. teams. Yeah, so. and uh, I guess they should be lucky that they're even somewhat consulted. And so uh, there's 
they just and and they did i mean they really had a strong showing in the second one too it was it was a lot of fun um, i really liked the second one because that's one of like that's one of the questions i would get all the time because i am just outwardly such a huge deadpool fan it's like it's not hard for people like like you said it's like i'm sitting in a room right now i'm sitting in my kitchen recording this and i'm like one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. I have at least eight different Deadpool things right now yeah. in this half of my. Well, kitchen. Let me ask you: This isn't our typical style episode, no, as you've established. So, like, this, this is just more like strictly discussion, yes. Which I'm cool with. I'm cool with that. What is it that led you to be such a huge Deadpool fan, knowing that you were a little too young to watch? Because I mean, Deadpool did eventually get his own comic run in the mid 90s i guess yeah. mid to late 90s so you would have been of age then but i mean i know you're a huge spider-man fan yes i know you like mcu but so like is it is it just the ryan reynolds or is it just the idea that a character an actor the cal of the caliber of a ryan reynolds embodies a character so perfectly well it's just like i love comic book movies i love ryan reynolds i love this idea this is my movie. This is my franchise. How'd you get there? I, I think I think it really I think it's a it's a combination of because I, I love comic book movies. That was a key component in it. And there is a huge relationship between Deadpool and Spider Man um in the comics. And it's, it was when I was like I was aware of Deadpool, at least to a degree, um, leading up to the movie. I wasn't I wasn't terribly familiar well, with Well, I remember him. seeing so many like posters and stuff of him in the late 90s yeah like he was so everywhere even though i didn't read the comics yeah i think he was even in like i think he even showed up in the video games yeah um he he was cool looking i just thought he was really cool and you know he's kind of that 90s um irreverent sort of personality that was big at the time like beavis and butthead yeah you know the simpsons i mean he just kind of fit into that he in the '90s. He really does. He embodies a lot of the '90s culture, and I, I think that there. Even just talking about that now, I think that there's a part of that where it's like, just the way that he goes about being a comic book character is so different than all of the other ones. It's like one of the things Breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah, and everything. one of the things I really liked about Spider-Man growing up as a kid was I liked that he was sarcastic. Like, um, Wolverine was kind of like a kid would be. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause I was a sarcastic kid cause I'm sure. still a sarcastic kid. I'm just, it's not bigger. just a Gen X thing. Yeah. <laughs> was like, kids I, are sarcastic. I, I was, I, I've always been well-versed in sarcasm. Um, and, but like the, the thing, the thing that I really love about, because like what Ryan Reynolds, he just, he embodies the character so well. And I think one of the things like, because there's this there's a component of him that he operates outside of, of kind of the, the comic book code. Um, I, like, and I think especially in that final, in the final moments of the movie, when he's, he's got his little gun pointed to the forehead of, uh, uh, Francis, Ajax, Ajax Francis, yeah. and, uh, uh, Colossus gives him the four or five moments speech. Right. And right. it, it's the, I mean, it's, it's like, a, you know, it's one of those, you could almost hear somebody like Captain like America. Colossus pukes. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> that is such a great scene. It's like that. And I think that's the thing about Deadpool is like Deadpool just, he subverts every expectation you will have of what is coming next. 
Yeah. And and in that, like even even the way that he speaks, the way that he carries himself, the kinds of jokes that he makes, because that was one of, that was. I feel like his type of character. When I mean, we are talking, he's like a '90s icon. Yeah, is it like just the generation? You know, like now the '90s are big and popular. Is it just like perfect timing? Also, I think. Whereas in the 2000s, like a Deadpool wouldn't fit as well or feel as right. Is it just like nostalgia too? Is that what it is? I, I think I think that works really well because I think I think the thing is I think the persona of Ryan Reynolds like because there's I mean like if you put because going back to what we we're talking about uh, uh, X Men Origins, I was like there were elements in that movie where they let Ryan Reynolds be Ryan Reynolds and yeah. in those oh, moments yeah. that's where it worked out really well as with him as dead when he like kind of faux salutes. Yeah. Like that's total Ryan Reynolds right there. And because there, there, there really is that kind of, you know, there's a slight irreverence to everything that he's going to do because he just doesn't take anything all that seriously. Like there, but like he balances it out because it's not like he takes nothing seriously. Like if he took nothing seriously, it would be like, okay, it would get old. It's like, there are yeah. things that are meaningful to him and the way that he interacts with kind of like his inner circle. I mean, even just like the, you know, the scenes with blind Al in the movie where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. these are funny, but you still get this sense that he cares about this person, you know, and with weasel and, you know, it's like all hashtag all, drive by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, even, even to the point where it's like when, um, when he's, you know, he's diagnosed with cancer and he is like, you know, this is cancer is a shit show and I refuse right. to take you to that. You know, as like, I don't want to be that burden on your life that like, what do you say? The Yakov Shmirnoff like, it's opening, opening for... for the spin doctors at the Iowa state <laughs> fair shit show. I love that. And, and that, that is what it is. That it is, it is the level of, because that's, that's where so many people get lost in trying to make something funny is they string together too many things in a poor, like, Oh, if I, if I keep adding really random things to this, it'll be really funny. It's like Brian Reynolds just nails that perfectly. It was like that little reference right. there. It's like, it's, it's so specific. And because <laughs> of that, like it's a, it's like a signature on his dialogue. And yeah. I think that's yeah. what really sells it for me. Is like, there's, there are, I mean, like, the only other person I think that could even come close to delivering some of the dialogue the way that Ryan Reynolds does is Nathan Fillion, is because they have such similar personalities. Interesting. Um, and I, it's, it's just, it's one of those like, Ryan Reynolds has such a signature delivery of such really specific uh, language. And uh-huh. I think that's yeah. one of the things that I really connect with him on. Like, um, there was a show, it was a, a, a British show called the, the thick of it with Peter Capaldi, uh, ran, uh, I don't know, several years ago. Um, I want to say maybe early to mid two thousands. Um, but it was, it was a precursor to the, it was it showtime or HBO that did veep, um, HBO. HBO okay. So it was, it was a precursor yeah. of that. This, this was the show kind of like, um, the Ricky Gervais office was the, the inspiration for the American office. This, right, the you. thick of it was the inspiration for Veep. Um, and so one of the things that I really loved, because I, I got engrossed in the show, the thick of it, the first three seasons are fantastic. Um, they had a special writer. There was one writer who was dedicated just to the usage of profanity for Peter Capaldi. And his the whole, the whole job was to come up with insults 
in such a profanely specific way that it was it just wasn't like he was just hauling off and cursing at somebody it was this really you know just flowery you know just these <laughs> kinds of insults that hit yeah. in such a specific way as like i think i even quoted it last week uh, in teasing it was when um ron rounds was like you know you only work for that shit spackled muppet fart it's like they're just uh, there's such this 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 combination of things and how how he does it so flawlessly that I really just I mean it is it's just like this guy is this character and I I think that's I, I love because I love the in growing up on Spider Man I loved Spider Man because he was funny um, yeah a lot of comic book characters quitty. yeah a lot of comic right. book characters are really serious. Um, or, uh, you know, it's just cats in America. Yeah. Cap- yeah. I mean, and even into like, when or you, tortured like Batman. Yeah. Really and uh, depressive Wolverine, who is another cool character. He was just, it was, he was cool. Cause he was tough and he was violent. I mean, like there really wasn't much to him as far as how he would deliver dialogue. It was just when it came time to fight guys, like, all right, he's ready for a fight at any time. So he's tough and he was cool. It was like, yeah, Spider-Man was this guy. It's like, okay he like what was what felt accessible to him was he he would fight guys that were bigger than him and stronger than him and badder than him but he was smarter and it showed through yeah. how he how he spoke and so i i like that idea it's like okay it it's wasn't like oh i was this kid that got bullied a lot or like oh but it was like he used cuz he was younger he used his intellect and he used you know he would joke around with guys more and it just it, it worked. It clicked for me. It's like okay, you could be a superhero and you could be funny, and I liked that. So yeah, yeah. It was like when Deadpool shows up. I was like, you could be a superhero and you could be. You're funny. not just like a mountain of muscle. Yeah, you can. You're just. You're just you, you have. You have super strength. Yeah, but uh, you have a mouth on you as well. And so <laughs> I, I think that was. I mean, that was one of the things. And then the fact that he. I mean, you know, Wolverine. You know, you've got that Wolverine component where it's like Deadpool's just super violent. Like you know, in the movie, you're like yeah. yes. I'm going to shoot and blow stuff up and I'm going to it's like, Oh, this guy just turned this other guy into a fucking kebab. It's like, he's holding him up on his two. It's like, yes. It's like, I thought this was supposed to be a a romantic movie. It's like, well, it is a love story, but all love stories start with a good murder. And you know, yeah, it's a revenge story. Yeah. So it's like, there's, I think there was just like this, it, it's going to be funny. It's going to be violent. It's going to, and, and just the way that Ryan Reynolds is like, the way that um, and the relationship that he has with the characters, the relationship with with Weasel and with uh, you know, I, I love the Tim Miller. Like I, I like that when, or not Tim Miller, but uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller, yep. Tim Miller, yeah. One of Tim, like an important thing for Tim Miller was to find a comedian who was as quick witted yeah. as a Ryan Reynolds, and he really is. Oh, like, they were you know, perfectly. Whatever together. you, however you feel about T.J. Miller, and I'm not going to say you're right or wrong because you know he. He does have like a an air about him, yeah. Um, and he's done, frankly, some weird shit. But he yes. he is quick witted. He's very funny, and and I love the pairing of the two. That and that that was really well executed in this because it, it it would almost be lopsided if you put anybody else in that role. Like you need you know you need somebody to kind of help direct uh, the character of Deadpool towards what he should be doing because it's like he's just all over the place. Yeah, can I was you like, imagine what a Timothy Chalamet would do in that role? Like, <laughs> just like an it guy, though. You know, like it's the kind of movie you'd put like, oh, we we got Jude Law. Let's put Jude Law in there. 
<laughs> well, it's like Jude Law's an okay, funny guy. I mean, he's a, he's not like a complete tool, you know, without humor. Yeah. But I mean, he's not on Ryan Reynolds's level. You would just make him look really dull and boring by comparison. Well, and I think I think that because which is why Justin Long was such a good counterpart to uh, Ryan Reynolds and Wade. Yes, that was a great duo. They they worked really well off of each other because it was like, okay, whatever you can volley my way, I can volley back. And yeah. it's it's not a matter they of... They could for sure have a sarcasm tournament. Yes. And, like, you would have, you know, 10 different, like, winners on any given night. And... <laughs> they were just so good. And it's it's one of those... It's like it's like when you are when you come across one of those videos online of a sport you don't care about, but two people are engrossed in it, and they're both really <laughs> good. Axe like, throwing. Yeah, or, like, when you're... When you, Log like, flipping. You come sure. across, like, a ping pong <laughs> video, and you're like, these two guys are really, really, really good at ping pong. And you just sit yeah. there, and you watch, you know, eight minutes of ping pong videos. You're like, I've been sitting here for eight minutes watching ping pong. What is wrong with me? And it was like, well, these right. two guys are really good at it. Yeah. And so it was like... And they're passionate about yeah. it. Yeah, and so it's like, when you see something, like, you see a TJ Miller and a Ryan Reynolds, or a Justin Long and a Ryan Reynolds, and you're like, you know either one of them could probably come out on top, but yeah, it's almost more it's entertaining just to watch them volley back and forth to each other because th- the longer this goes, the more entertaining it's going to be because they're both going to get more intense. Love it. And and I think I think one of the things that re- did really work with this, I mean, going back to we had a fifty eight million dollar budget. Um, there's not a lot of people in the movie that anybody knows. I mean, like outside of Ryan That's Reynolds. True, yeah. I mean, yeah, T.J. Miller, he was a known guy. But I mean, other than that, you're right. Like uh, Morena Bakarin. I mean, she unless you were a Firefly fan or Gotham, you probably didn't know who she was. I mean, she was was she Vanessa? Yeah, she was Vanessa. Heard? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know her from any. Yeah, guys. and then um, Ed Screen Scrine. I don't know the exactly. Ajax. I don't know him from anything else either. The only other thing I knew him from was uh, he was in the uh, the transporter movies that came after, uh, or the transporter movie I think that came. I think they only oh did yeah, one, they did came one after other... uh, Jason Statham. Oh, that's was unfortunate. Like, yeah, I was like he. I mean, he's not a household name. Hey, Gina Carano. Yeah. Was I mean up until now when she, she was, was an up and comer at this she, point, yeah, right. and she I mean she had MMA. I mean people that followed MMA knew her, um, knew yes. of her. Um, she she just popped up in things everywhere, yeah, out of nowhere. Like he wasn't she was in Fast and Furious. She she would she be was, yeah. She had the Haywire movie, yeah. which was like supposedly well, actually it was a really fun movie. It was a uh, she was, she's been in some good stuff. People yeah. just don't know who she is, and right, I I. I um, we we don't get into political stuff here, so I'm not going to get into the Star Wars stuff. I think yeah, it's I think it's really unfortunate yeah, that they got rid of her because I think I hope they can fix it. I, I think like that was a misstep. Kind of thing they could. I feel like that's the kind of thing like they could Pete like not Peter is it Tim Gunn? Uh, uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. Sorry. Thank yeah. Instead of Master Hoof. <laughs> but I, I I hope it's like one of those things where they yeah. can just like give it some like give it give a little it bit some of time room. realize uh, maybe that was and come a back to bit it hasty. Like, you know what you know it maybe maybe we shouldn't have canceled your toy yeah <laughs> we because it, it it just it is a right and I don't want to get political but I mean I think we can all agree that it's a shame yeah this is like okay we we should be able to look beyond it's like okay if somebody fits in a role. I was like, I don't agree with everything that Alec Baldwin has to say. I think there's a lot of people on both sides of stuff. It's like, Alec Baldwin's kind of an ass. But there's, a, I mean, like, I'll watch the hell out of 30 Rock because Alec Baldwin is oh, yeah. f- is, is a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's when, I'm not going to stop watching Beetlejuice just because of something yeah. he says on, you know, 
Twitter. Yeah, so it's like, okay, <laughs> I can separate that out and I can say, okay, this guy's entitled to you know whatever he wants to think, whatever he wants to, however he wants to conduct himself. I can separate that from the things that I want to see because you know he's still a decent actor in this capacity. It's like, okay, yeah, just you say, oh. You know, there's there's some things where you say, well, this is kind of firmly out of bounds. I probably shouldn't patronize this guy because he's, you know, this he eats babies. It's like, oh, that's kind of a thing I shouldn't endorse. <laughs> but it's like, you know, outside of some of those really concrete, like, yeah, this is just wrong. It's like, okay, just just this is the whole cancel culture thing is silly. I, I mean, mean, my point is like, why would you even care what like a former MMA star has to say? <laughs> like, yeah, really. <laughs> I was like, it, I mean, that's really going to keep you from feel good enough enjoying? in the fact that you're probably much smarter than this person in real life? Well, and and like, do you, do you have to like really take everything they say to heart? I mean, come on. Well, and it's like <laughs> you're you're gonna sit there and you're gonna watch this. You're gonna watch the Mandalorian, and the whole time we're like, I just cannot enjoy this because I know she said things on Twitter. And it's like, just <laughs> come on, come on. I mean, some people, some yeah. people can't, and I feel bad <laughs> right. for you because. That's not how you should live your life. It's like, it's this is like I'm going to cut off all of my fun based on, you know. They reasons. said what? They said what? Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I just assume all of these. I mean, they're just regular. It's like they're people. just people. They're just regular people who happen to have everything they say recorded yeah. and then distributed online. It's like, okay, whatever. Thank God people don't do that with me. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can get canceled on an afternoon. Yeah, pretty much. But but I mean, I'm a. I, I feel like I have a good heart. I feel yeah. Like my my overall like you know. I I you know I I may say something, but I don't necessarily like I'll say a lot of things just to make people like get a rise. Yeah. Out of them, whatever. Just to be goofy. That's just my nature, man. <laughs> Doesn't mean I believe that. No. Shit. Well, anyway. But anything for a laugh. That's my yes. motto. <laughs> oh, going I, I, the rest. I mean, Brianna Hildebrand, who played Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, awesome name. Uh, oh, yeah. you got the Stanley cameo, thankfully. Um, <laughs> Leslie Uggams. Chastity coming up yes. on stage, whatever. <laughs> that was so great. Um, and then I did enjoy that. Uh, Leslie Uggams is Blind Al, and um, uh, uh, Karan Sony as Depender. Um, uh, okay. All, you like, say so. Yeah, it's like I love I th- Depender. I think he's awesome. And <laughs> but like, like when you go back and you look, it's like okay, they they more than got their money's worth out of that out yeah. of that cast because oh. it was yeah. so well done with uh, with a, a bunch of people that you know nobody really knew. Right. Well, e- even like the voice actor of Colossus did a wonderful job. Oh yeah, Stefan Kapisic. I don't know how to say. Yeah, it. you just you just like slap on like a Russiany accent, and I mean he, I, it, it, it was it was great. I love it. But I, again, don't know who that person is. Come, Negasonic. <laughs> we have mission. <laughs> Did you have breakfast? Right. Did you Here's protein, protein bar. bar. Good for Most strong bones. Right. Deadpool may try to break yours. He's like the Russian Captain America. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Language. <laughs> he's he's so good. He and, and that was like and I love I love that they got more fun out of him in the second one when yes, when he yes. when he gets him to curse when he's dies. Oh, you kissed your mother with that mouth. Um, yeah, they, and then they really did have fun with when him. he when he busts his tooth out when he's fighting Juggernaut, and he's like, ah! And he just looks. He's got the big silvery Russian crazy man fighting the Juggernaut. It's like oh, so great. 
I love this. It really is. It's fun times. Fun times. But it, I mean, like that. I think. I think that's the thing. Is like I, they got a lot of mileage for the budget. Yeah, they they had a guy who was hungry, a director who was hungry, yes. who was trying to make his way out of, I guess, visual effects and into more filmmaking. And uh, I mean, and by the way, I mean it was his vision that got the whole thing greenlit. Really, yeah. And Ryan Reynolds, who you know, who who can get a ton of movies made. But not two hundred million dollar movies. No. <laughs> well, and that's that's why it's, it's fun. It's like you see you see the first Deadpool, and you see how I mean they fifty eight million dollars. He's using money out of his own pocket. Opening weekend, right. they more than make that back up. Right. And right. then and then they go worldwide. It's like holy shit, we we just we made more money. We're the top grossing R rated movie of all time at this point. Yeah. And then it's like okay, let's make another one of these because we can probably make a lot more money. And yeah, we can ask for more money this yeah. time. And and it, and then it was it was nice. Like I've I've heard I've heard that what they wanted to do with the third one originally was going to be like a buddy, um, almost almost like a planes, trains, and automobiles, like a a, a buddy traveling kind of movie with Hugh Jackman and um and Ryan Reynolds. Are you serious? That was oh. that was what Ryan said the oh. original plan for Deadpool oh, 3 I'm was going to be. Oh, that's not happening. It would, it would have been fantastic. Yes. Um, I don't know everything all the words you just said. Yes. I love it. it it's it, I, if you had me at planes, trains and automobiles. You're like now you're telling me it could have been old man Wolverine oh, I, playing the Steve Martin character, I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> it would have been so great. Um but I, I think because I think the first, I mean, like like you said, the second one is like Wayne's World Two, where it's like, yeah, we, we just had a a lot more fun. I mean, you bring in you bring in Josh Brolin as Cable, what they teased in the post credit scene from the first movie, and he he clicked so well, and he and Ryan Reynolds were just oh they were they were perfect on yeah, screen. They together. had a lot of fun. They um, had a lot of fun. And you know, and you bring in. Uh, you, you introduce the Juggernaut, and 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 then you know you bring in Domino. Domino. I love Domino, and, and even in that, <laughs> they changed up the character pretty significantly. Um, which I wish I knew more of that actor. I know I know she's in that. Atlanta oh, Zazie Beats. She was fantastic. Oh, Zazie Beats. Yeah, oh, I loved her as Domino. Oh, so she good. was so she was fantastic. She knocked it out of the park, and it was it was when I was like, I don't even care that you change the character because I wouldn't want anybody else playing her at this point. I love this yeah. iteration of Domino. Yeah. And I was like, and you just had this, I mean, you had this great, you know, uh, culmination of all these characters on screen. Did you make sure Domino has my email? <laughs> a, a sugar bear. Sugar bear. And then you, because, and it was, I, I love that they took the whole X-Force thing and made yeah. and made it this, uh, this farce. It was this, uh, I was like, oh yeah, we're not really going to do X-Force. It's like, <laughs> we're going to assemble an X-Force. Right. And we're going to get all these guys together, and then we're just going to kill all of them immediately. Yeah. You're like, what is going <laughs> on here? So it was like, it worked so well. Like, they just had, so, like, you could tell they had so much fun with the second one. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it's like, that's why it's when I was like, when people say, which do you like better, Deadpool or Deadpool 2? It's hard because it's kind of like, you can't yeah. have Deadpool 2 without Deadpool 1. Yeah. Uh, but, De- I mean, Deadpool 1 really, I mean, it's it it has a stronger story. It has better connection with the characters. You know, it's more cohesive as a movie, and it works better. Yeah. It's like yeah. Deadpool 2 is just more of a, hey, let's have a lot of fun. Hopefully this one right. works as well. I think the story is pretty good. I think Josh Brolin's a really strong addition. Uh, and, and the fact that Juggernaut was there was and done so oh, well. Yeah. 
So Considering well. we'd already had the Vinnie Jones juggernaut, which was not uh, done well. Not so well. Oh. No, not so good at all. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. But he, I mean, like when you go through. <laughs> Fun memes, though. Fun memes. When you go, like, uh, there's. Um, in some of the supplemental materials, if you're paying attention in some of the prison scenes, there's Omega Red, um, which is another, it's, it's a Wolverine, you know, a Deadpool crossover villain. Yeah, I um, need you or like 4KJ to educate me on some of these secondary characters honestly, that show up as cameos in movies. Um, I, I don't know, because uh, like I've watched the Spider-Man series and some of the X-Men series with my kids. I don't know if, if Logan has ever watched or shown any interest in those. But honestly, between the Spider-Man and the X-Men series from the '90s, those that's that's where I got a lot of my introduction. I didn't I didn't read as many. I mean, I have a shit ton of comic cards, which supplements yeah. a lot of that because it it tells you know details from the comics that I didn't read. So I, I learned stuff from that. But like the storylines and the characters from those uh, the cartoon series, because I think Disney's even talking about revamping uh, the X-Men one from the '90s. Uh, and doing you a, can actually a new stream series. the original '90s version yeah. on Disney Plus right now, can't you? Yes, yeah, okay. and so I was like, if you're if you're ever, and you know, what's funny is like I've I've listened to animation centric podcasts where, you know, they just know a ton about animation and the and the people that make the actual cartoons and not so much the you know like the front facing part that we know. Yeah, and uh, like apparently like that was a real shit show of a cheaply done show. Where really, like, I mean, it just, it never, it wasn't as good as you remember, I guess. <laughs> it, there's there's parts of it, especially, I think, in, you know, in contrast to... Maybe the stories really save it in your memory, because the stories are pretty good. They, the, um, for, because um, I've gone back and I've rewatched the X-Men one, and I, it, I still stand by it. I know the, uh, one of the things that I really liked b- between both the Spider-Man and the X-Men ones is... At the age that I was at when they came out, the expectation for what you would um, what you would put into a Saturday morning cartoon was nowhere near that um, episodic and dramatic, and so it was a, it was a big shift as far as the kind of content you would put on a kid to I mean like because to go week to week and to follow a complex storyline because I mean yeah. there were I mean there were uh, you know relationships that were I mean like. They one of yeah. one of the things they played up was they weren't as episodic early. Yeah, for sure. the like Wolverine was in love with Jean Grey, and she was so like there, I mean there were complex adult relationships that were going on. You're talking about eight, nine, ten year old kids. Like I just want to watch guys you know blow stuff up and fight. I was like, yeah, they had they had a lot of interesting things that that you know I need lasers fired from eyeballs. That's, yeah, that's really it's it. like the, you know, and it was funny because like Wolverine would like have the claws ah the claws would come out, but then when you go to fight yeah. guys, you can't there can't be any blood and you can't be killing people. No, so the, no, no, the no, claws exactly. go back in and like nobody has any real <laughs> guns because they can't or show like guns. Punches like a metal yeah. fixture or something like. <laughs> so it was like there. I mean, they breaks off a concrete piece of concrete wall. <laughs> they had a lot of stuff that kind of stifled them, and then I I think there were yeah. issues with distribution where like there uh, like some of the storylines got interrupted because they couldn't they were putting stuff in the wrong order so i the, the yeah. series itself had a lot of problems um but it stays i mean in going back and rewatching is like because i i bought it um on bootleg dvd years ago because i i mean i loved both those cartoons so oh, I, yeah. i've i've been i mean and i have uh i have the entire spider-man series on my voodoo account i had bought it before it was on disney plus and I've watched through that, I don't know, two or three times because it was, 
I mean, I was, that was... Is that like the Fox... Yeah, that was the Fox... Saturday yeah. morning? Okay, gotcha. And so there's there's a lot of those that followed actual comic book plot lines that I was like, oh, okay. It learned a lot about characters and who who does what and, and how they interacted, so... Well, the whole Phoenix storyline, yeah. I know primarily from the cartoon, so... So they there was I mean there was a lot that they actually packed into those, and and that's it's it's interesting to see some of the ways that they're they take those same storylines and introduce them in some of these movies and it's like there's there's a split second if you're really paying attention to it in one episode of the X Men cartoon where Deadpool technically shows up because there was a character morph and he could uh, shape shift he would change into different things and. He's in a mine shaft, and I forget who's. He might be walking towards Wolverine, and for a half of a second, he changes into Deadpool, and and then changes into somebody else. And as was, it's when I was like, when you go back, it's like, oh, Deadpool. He was technically in the original X Men series. This is fantastic. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so I got a question for you. Yeah. I got a question for you. Since we're just more or less in a Deadpool discussion, yes. than Anything else? Um, do you think that Deadpool was as successful as it was? Because there wasn't that element of, like, it, you have to make the characters family-friendly because they're familiar with them from Saturday morning cartoons. Deadpool just never had that sort of, uh, I don't want to call it baggage, but, you know, it's kind of what it yeah. is. It's sort of like this baggage where, like, you can't have a character that is known by kids who kids are going to show up to want to watch the movie and like you know, for Deadpool, I mean, his his major draw is just how violent and you know inappropriate he is. But I mean, just about any one of like the Super Friends comics or cart like all that stuff. Like I mean, just very family friendly, very American way, very yeah, easy to swallow. So, but but Deadpool just didn't have that. And I'm just like, yeah, just just throw him out there, make him R rated. We're not, we can't sell Deadpool to little kids. Not realistically. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just make it an R-rated movie and fuck it. Let's just see what happens. I, I think I think that was one of the one of the risks because there there was uh, you know you you know there was an, at least an initial fan base that was prob- probably probably um, mostly comic book fans that were clamoring for them to because they're like okay we've had X Men movies. And it's like, because that's one of those things like you start getting into, like one of the things that I think I may have talked about on here before, I know we've talked about offline, is the Thunderbolts, uh, which I never read any of the books. Um, mm-hmm. But I just like the idea of Red Hulk. So that's General Thunderbolt. Yeah, Thunderbolt uh, Ross. Who else? Um, yeah, Thunder, which, Thunderbolt Ross. Which he's actually, at that point, he's been turned into the Red Hulk. So you have Red Hulk, and you have Punisher, uh, Ghost Rider, Deadpool, Agent Venom, which is actually Flash Thompson, um, mm. and then Elektra. And I think they've had different iterations. Um, That's a really fucking interesting eclectic group of yeah. uh, characters right there. there. I mean, there's some pretty dark characters, too. I mean, there's, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it, to me, it feels uh, like, a, almost like an Expendables uh, kind of Marvel, you know, like, whatever they're going to get into, it's going to be big and bloody and violent. Um, mm-hmm. Just be, because that's the nature of those characters, and so um, there's, <clears throat> I think there's a lot about it where it's like, you, you know, coming out in 2016, you have you have this uh, this wealth of comic book movies, even the stuff that Fox has been putting out. You've got X Men movies that people are digging, 
Um, you've got the MCU, which is humming right along. You know, 2016, you've had a couple of things from Warner Brothers that have come out that aren't horrible, I guess. I mean, I think by that point, we had Man of Steel, which people kind of liked. Man of Steel, yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, Batman v Superman was out. Yeah, and you and you had uh, by that point, you're, you had the um, the Chris Nolan Batman one. So there was still oh yeah, so, well under your yeah. So you well you've got that. I mean the the comic book mine is you know is ripe for you know go in there pull out whoever you want to and so you pull out Deadpool and it's not it's not a, a character that people are are familiar with but you know, Ryan Reynolds is on the rise at, at least to some degree is recognizable. Um, and so, and you've got a lot of passion there and I see now I would say that Deadpool is not a character that your mom or dad are familiar with, No, but Deadpool was absolutely one of the most popular characters. I feel like just from an outsider's looking in to comic book, he's, he's, I mean, I, I just feel like he was everywhere. It was like him and spawn and yeah, he was because venom, venom was very much that way too. It was like and venom. Yes. Venom the, too. the guy, I mean, because there was, I mean, like, up until that point, like Spider Man was still popular, but he was like dorky in comparison. Yeah, you know, and like. and I think that was the thing is I think everybody up to that point had um, it wasn't like the taste had been satisfied, like you were just you were over it because clearly Marvel movies are still you know plugging right along and people are clamoring for them. But at that point, like the you know your cinematic palette had been you know had been satisfied by kind of the mainstream you know, the edgiest you're going to get, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, when Captain America tells uh, uh, Tony, hey, language, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's the that's the edgiest that anybody's going to get. And it's like, and nothing, yeah. you know, they're fi- when they're fighting, they're fighting robots or they're fighting, it's like, you know, people, like, if there's a death on screen, it's a meaningful, powerful, like, oh, this person died, and it was... Yeah. There's not casualties, there's not violence, there's not gore, and so you have Deadpool come along, and he... And just trivializes everything. Yeah, he, and he changes <laughs> he changes the whole landscape. He's like, all right, I'm going to... It's like, because he's not a bad guy. Like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, he's out here, and he's he's subverting those, those expectations. He's like, okay, he's killing people, which in my mind makes him should make him a bad guy because yeah. look at all the guys that he's killing and it's like but yeah he's killing bad guys and that's not usually like we had well we had the avengers well but the, yeah but they, they were they're fighting aliens they were you know smashing up all the aliens and and then they were fighting robots and then they were fighting this guy and that is like it was never like well it's like it, it makes me think of like one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite 90s movies from dust till dawn you got like the yeah. Seth Gecko character who's, you know, by the end of the movie, uh, he's like, I may be a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. Yeah. You know, like there, there's a level, like when the shit hits the fan and he's got his, ba- you know, like you can trust him. He's a, he's a, he's a stand up enough guy. You can trust him when like you need him, but he's ultimately a horrible person. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> really? Just a piece of trash. But I mean, you know. I fucking love that character. I think he's just a lot of fun. And I think I think the thing was I think you had enough excitement built up where people were people were were ready for something a little different. Um and and so when when they said okay and and just just the way uh, part of it I think was the advertising 
is it, it is it's, it's you know it's just funny to think of how many couples went to see this movie <laughs> i know over valentine's I know day jay convinced his wife to go see it which is awesome <laughs> and it is it's like I fucking love that. it's funny to think is like it was valentine's day weekend and legitimately the plans that people made to go hey it's valentine's day i've made plans which is that's what you do you have to make plans for valentine's day you can't just wing it you make plans. Yeah. We're going to go out to dinner, and then we're going to go see a movie. <gasps> what are we going to see? We're going to go see Deadpool. <laughs> and it's like, and so for that to be a thing, and then you, and you, because you see, you see the returns, like $132 million opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. Word of mouth was pretty decent. I was like, okay. that Like, it wasn't just all the loser kids that didn't have a date, because that's not $132 right. million. No, I remember, like. 4KJ's wife saying like it was really fun, you know. <laughs> she enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think I think that she at least cleared the way for me to take Laura to see it <laughs> if I wanted to. Well, and that that was the thing is like okay, it wasn't what I expected, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, like I think that's the thing is like I think for people it's like, oh yeah, I've you know I I watched some of those Captain America movies with you know with my boyfriend or with my husband or you know whatever. I I I watched some of those and they're the. Uh, they're you know they're fun they're okay and we said this was oh this was it was funny it was a little bit violent but it was like it was just i think the thing is like there was just a whole different element to it and i i I think it is i I think the comedy part of it really set it a a a whole different tone you know yeah and and it is it's like when you use because that was one of the things that i really 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 enjoyed about uh the harley quinn movie was she narrating the story and breaking that fourth wall when you execute yeah. that that uh that device well it it just for for me and i think for a lot of people they really like they it endears the characters yeah. so much and it and if, it, i feel like it brings you into the story in a way that you you like you're not just a passive observer but you know yeah. with, without really realizing it you've been kind of brought into you know you're 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 on the inside with the main character. Like, Hey, uh, no, no. Like even that line where he's, where, um, Colossus is like, Hey, I can hear you. It's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking <laughs> right, to them. Right. right. It's like, there's, it brings you in, in a way that's different and fun. It's like some stories try it and it doesn't work, but you know, it, it Oh, if, if not done just perfectly, it comes off so tacky. Yeah. And cheesy. It's just not good. Right. Um, so I, I think, I think there were a lot of factors cause I, I think, I think why Deadpool two didn't do, I mean, didn't just explode the same kind of way cause it did well, Oh, yeah. but I think it that, was a blockbuster. I think, cause I think it made like 800 and some odd million, uh, I want to say like 850 million worldwide. I, I think they were hoping. It's nothing his knees at. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think, I think it's one of those, like, I think they had their, their sights set a little higher, like, um, you know, they might have yeah. like, you know, it's it, it made. I mean, it made enough money for them to do a third one. What did Civil War do? OK, we want to do one point. Yeah, was like, I think it's one of those. That's like, what we feel like we we're capable of. Yeah, and because I think the thing is, like, they threw more money at it. So it, because it didn't exponentially make more money than the first one. I mean, it made more money than the first one. But I think the thing is, like, not exponentially, not right. exponentially. So it's like, OK, you close that gap a little bit if you spent more money to make the second one. And it didn't re- give that same return on investment. 
it was like, okay, if we made $750 million or $780 million off of a $60 million investment, if we invest $200 million, oh yeah, we should cross the billion mark. No problem. So it's not that easily two billion. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's not that it didn't do well. It's just, okay. You know, when you're looking at profits, okay, this one doesn't shine as well as the first one. That's an interesting, that's a really interesting point. So I I think, I think the third one will do well. I think it's one of those words like for Ryan Reynolds, I think to your point too, I think it may be one of like, as much as I want to see 500 Deadpool movies, there is a part where you say, okay, if we get a good trilogy and it, it stands on its own, do I want to roll the dice on a fourth one just because I want more Deadpool or do I want this trilogy to be what it is and just I I hope that he just shows up in Marvel movies in cameos after the third one honestly like I I would be very happy just to see him pop up like as a Tony Stark carrot role in the second Spider-Man or the first Spider-Man movie yeah right yeah, you know, like where he's not headlining, but he's very there, and you're just he gets he's it's a meaty enough role where you're satisfied. Oh, totally, and I I think like that that is that is I'm I'm interested to see how they integrate uh, Ryan Reynolds into the MCU because there there's a there's a lot that they can do with him, um, because of the way the character works. Um, because how he can, you know, like, because he has that ability to break the fourth wall, um, there, there's, you know, I was reading a little bit about Deadpool, just trivia. Uh, sorry. No, 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 go for it. <laughs> I know you, but, but you, you said something that just, I really wanted to, cause I, I almost brought it up before and then I forgot to, and then you just brought it up like Captain America. Like I, I was reading that one of the characters in the comics that actually had that actually liked Deadpool and just treat him so much as a nuisance was Captain America. And that like he actually had a good relationship with Deadpool somehow. Um it it's a shame that you're not you can't just get like a Chris Evans bring Deadpool into the universe. Yeah. Because I feel like that would be really good. I could I could see that totally. Oh and um the one one of the other things about Deadpool that I love is um um, he told Jarvis in the comics, he told Jarvis not to call him, sir. Um, uh, and I forget, I, I need to look it up now that I'm making this point. Um, what did go ahead and look it up? We can edit. Jarvis. <laughs> now that I'm not editing as much, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Let's see here. What does Jarvis call Deadpool? Uh, Deadpool is one of the only male Avengers that Jarvis doesn't call sir. Deadpool told Jarvis not to call him sir. So Jarvis responded with, very well, my dope-ass fresh prince. Deadpool responded with, damn straight. (laughs) So it's like, there's just, there's, there's ways that the character can manipulate the MCU that if, and I think that's why I like the idea of them leaning into it. And them saying, hey, guys, we're, he's going to have his own MCU movie, and it's going to be R when he's in the MCU. Yeah. It's like it's not going to be like, oh, the next Avengers movie is going to be R because Deadpool's in it. It's like, no. And I think even with that, I think... I hope you're right. I hope that they can get him in there in the big films, like the big Avenger movies, PG-13, but then, like, you know, take that goodwill and pass it over into an R-rated 
like Deadpool three. I hope that's the case. I I, I think because it's it's one of like because I've even worked it out myself. And I'm like okay, you know, it, it would just it would be great if you put um, like because you have them in a uh, if you have the first cameo of Deadpool in an MCU movie if it really is in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and so if if they do that and you have a Deadpool uh, cameo uh, it, because it's Doctor Strange, it's Doctor Strange movies, even though it would be still be PG-13, it would feel like one of those movies where um, you don't have as many kids in the audience like as you would mm. in like an Iron Man or Captain America because he's kind of more of a – he's a Benedict Cumberbatch is great. I mean, and the characters, is yeah. they've really done a lot of awesome things with it. Um, right. No, but I understand. But Benedict Cumberbatch fans aren't twelve and under. Yeah, it would it would be <laughs> necessarily like I would. <laughs> one of the things I would really love, especially because you have Nick Fury in the same universe, I would love it if you go into if even if it was a post credit scene or something like that, where because it's PG thirteen, you get one use of the F word. Oh, I would really love yeah. if like. Ryan Reynolds is like he's coming charging at it like he's going to be the guy that gets to use the one F word in the MCU movie and Nick uh-huh. Fury like pulls it out from underneath him and like you know Fury says something you know hey man it's the hitman's bodyguard reunion would, right there because I, like I just I pictured my head like um um he he just uh, somebody says something outlandish and Deadpool's yeah. going to something that calls for a fuck yeah and Deadpool's <laughs> going to come charging at it like he gets to use it, and then you just have Nick Fury out of nowhere go, oh fuck that, and right, and then hell fuck no, <laughs> you get a classic Nick Fury like that, and then you just get Deadpool kind of stop, right, and just like and do a two or three double takes, and, and then you get <laughs> and then you you gotta be, and then they beep him, kidding me, right, right, and I was like, right. Like something like that would be just a that's f- great, but I I feel like I had a conversation and I think it was you. And I love the idea. And I don't, I, I feel like may, maybe the post credit scene is like something I tacked on in my brain is a good place for it. But I think it was you that said, like, I, if they're going to introduce Deadpool, the perfect place to do it would be make him Noob Master 69. Yes. <laughs> it was you, right? Yeah. I, I think there's I, I a think lot of people that you. I was like, because that was what was like, okay. oh, that would be uh, like, that would be the perfect place to put him in because that's. I, I love that idea as a second post-credit kind of scene in the next yes uh guardians movie or something oh my you know? gosh that would be great yeah just put it just drop it in there at the end where he's got, he's on the gaming headset I, I, and then like you just get like a little like subtle new master 69 thing you know i would love that i, that I would so really fun. love to like if they came out like in the supplemental materials for that and and you had somebody like James Gunn or even one of the Russos. It was like, yeah, when we were doing Endgame and we knew that Deadpool was going to be coming in, we specifically put that in. Uh, like, I would love if they go all the way so back to that. Smart. And they're like, yeah, yeah we, we left that open because we were like, that would be <laughs> such a great place for Deadpool to show up. Uh, and like, that, like... I mean, you you could tell me that that happened. Yeah, material, and I would totally. Buy I would it. totally buy it, hundred percent. And I would, I mean, like it would make me so happy because it would be. It would be too. <laughs> like it's, I I think that's the thing. I think it's just there's like Kevin Feige is playing this game of four D chess 
that none of us can keep up with. And I don't even yeah. care. It's like, you win every game. Nope. That's totally fine. <laughs> Take all my money. Take all of it, right. Kevin Feige. I don't even care. Um, so, but, but what movies are coming out in 2021 as far as Marvels go? Um, what, what are the 2021 movies? We There's finishing up. I mean, we know there's Black Widow. Yeah, but Black Widow. Is it 2022 where you got a bunch in a row? Uh, let's see. Um, I know that they are just about finished um, uh, with Spider-Man 3. Um, Damn, okay. And... But you couldn't you couldn't use Spider Man three because it's like a Sony thing now more or less, isn't it? Let's see here. Like, I I don't even know how that because remember it, it was like they walked away and see because they wanted more money and Disney was like nah we got we want we want more money. <laughs> well, because I think because so, uh, uh, when they came because they renegotiated something because I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange is taking well because Tom Holland was like crying and like shit, yeah like wanting them to like remain and then like it, then the news came out they were like all right <laughs> the, the they yeah because I think it was um, I think they attributed it to Tom Holland like it, it was like he got drunk I mean the timing was there didn't he didn't he get drunk and was like up on Instagram yes. or something and they're like oh <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, like, because one of, one of the things, um, going back to the idea of us doing a dedicated WandaVision podcast at some point, just an episode, um, <laughs> there, uh, I forget who it was. No, one episode per show. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it, man. Uh, it's, we could do like a special little offshoot series just on WandaVision because really. We, we ought to do that for like the uh, Falcon and. and yeah. Winter Soldier, man. I'm totally really I'm totally fine because th- really and truly, it's like even though yes, they are streaming and they're on Disney Plus and they're not technically yeah. movies, they are right. the connective tissue for the MCU. They've already said that. It's like you have oh, to yeah. watch these oh, shows yeah. to understand what will happen in subsequent movies. So it's like they're still MCU. Um, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, the 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 fact that they committed to the actors. Oh like yeah, they never they didn't cheap out on no. any of the actors. And this is the I mean this is the first time because I want to say that uh, I was reading something that it's incredible. Marvel just got I think they either were in the final stages or they may have gotten the rights for um, Jessica Jones and uh, the Punisher from Netflix. I think they got those back. Oh, um, and because there's been a lot of talk, I, I want to say there I want to say there was even talk that Charlie Cox who man played, they did Daredevil wrong. Daredevil that that was was his name. Um, Charlie Cox, Cox some. Charlie Cox, he he is quality enough to be in the movies. I, I I really I think there's been talk that he was on set of Spider-Man three. Oh, I hope so. I I think he's too good. He's too good a Daredevil. Oh, too. and and I mean, like that's the thing is like okay, you I mean, there there's been uh, I I hope it's not true because I don't want Keanu Reeves to enter any part of the Marvel universe as Craven the Hunter in the Spider-Man in a Spider-Man movie. I want Keanu Reeves as Ghost Rider because Keanu Reeves as Ghost Rider is the best. I've I've read both of those things, so like one is true and one isn't. Well, they th- nothing's been decided yet, but I I don't okay. I don't want him as Craven the Hunter because it's it might it's either a one off or it's a and I I just I think he's because you don't there's not a lot of dialogue for the Ghost Rider. You don't need a lot. So of, is this a Craven the Hunter in a Sony Spider Man? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I, okay. I th- okay. There's just I've read a couple articles where they're like, oh, they're looking at him to play this role. Because that doesn't feel like an MCU move. No. Casting 
a, a hot actor as one of their yeah like, villains of the of the week. And and that's like Keanu to me. Like okay, he is the Ghost Rider. Like, I mean, like he's got his own motorcycle company. He already kind of looks like the Ghost Rider, <laughs> just not on fire. Yeah. Sure. Why? It's like, and he's just kind of a quiet, brooding kind of guy. That if you just let him be the Ghost Rider, it yeah. would work itself out no problem. Right. Um. But uh, the what. When I look up Marvel Timeline 2021, uh, it says Black Widow, and that still ha- it has a May 7th, 2021 right. release date. I don't know if that's, I don't know what that's going to be. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is July 9th, um, and then Eternals is November 5th. And then they're saying, okay, there's a- put, put that, t- that post-credit scene in the Eternals. Yeah. I, I feel like that would be a good place for it. Yeah, I could because it, there's been enough time. You could put it in. It's not you, not that you would need a whole lot of time. Like Ryan Reynolds is always ready and down to oh, the yeah. Deadpool, but oh totally. You but I mean it it that feels like the right timing. Yeah. Oh, because and then and then decide to put him in whatever you know, like whatever movie. Just make him have a bigger part, and then eventually he gets to be his own. You know, he gets Deadpool three. Yeah, because they're, they're working on Deadpool 3 right now, which I, I think... Oh, okay, well, they're already doing yeah. it now. Well, never mind. Well, no, <laughs> I, I, what's, what, I think, what I think would work really well, because um, I think... Uh, See, I figured they were going to make him wait a while, like they're making everyone else wait. They're, like, <laughs> Marvel just doesn't get a property and bring you right in. They make you wait. Yeah, well, because we've got... I mean, next year, next year we have... Um, well, in 2022, we'll have the Spider-Man sequel. Um, we'll have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Multiverse of Madness. And then we've got Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, so we've, we've got those. Because I think there's been a lot of people saying, like, for the kinds of things that they want to do, like, you can't do, like, Marvel can't just be like, yep, we make three movies a year now. I was like, no, you guys are going to have to do more than that. I was like, you guys have the X-Men, you guys have Fantastic Four, you have, I mean, you have all of these properties, and you can't, we can't just do three movies a year. Like, why don't you guys just settle in, go ahead and make $10 billion every year, and just give us a Marvel movie every month. We will give you all of our money. <laughs> we'll all do it. Yeah. We're, we're totally down for it. And you'll just be number one at the box office forever. Yeah, I was like, I will go out, and I will go on Amazon tonight, I will buy a hazmat suit. You know, I'll duct tape it up. I will be I will be Dustin Hoffman in Outbreak, and I will go to the theater tomorrow to watch Black Widow. I was like, I mean, honestly, because I've talked about it with uh, with my, my my buddy Jay. I was like, I think one of the ways that movie theaters have any chance of coming back is through Marvel movies. I think even some of the bigger blockbusters, if they're going to release them simultaneously. Um, or even, you know, if there's like a short wait between when it's in theaters and when it's available for video on demand, I think that theaters will continue to struggle. But I'm like, I think if you put Marvel movies in theaters, I think you will get people to go back to theaters. I think that's, I think Marvel could be the one and only savior of the movie theater in its, you know, and it's as we understand them now, I think people would go see, I mean, I would, I would, you know, if, like you said, if they released it at home and on in theaters, I would probably watch mm-hmm. Black Widow at home. But yeah. when they come out with Spider-Man, or, you know, the next Spider-Man, when they come out with Doctor Strange, I'm like, I would like to see those in theaters because they're going to be big, huge movies. That would right. be the right way to watch that movie. Well, especially Spider-Man, especially Spider-Man. I mean, the Doctor Strange movie is going to be filled with 
nifty effects, but well, because even Spider Man just it's the spectacle, you know. Even even with uh, with that, like uh, I was watching something last night where Paul Bettany, who was doing when he was doing uh, an interview with I think it was Esquire, he was talking about there's still one big one big cameo that ha- has not been seen yet, and I'm like, you know, is it is it because uh, there's still Potentially, there's a lot of people talking about another villain that could be really uh, unveiled. But I'm like, okay, is it Nick Fury? Is it Doctor Strange? You know, do either of these guys show up in the show because this is kind of the connective tissue. Because I know Wanda is going to be uh, a big part of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, she's cool. She's in that. So, and I think that may be she may be a villain. That I'm not sure. I mean, there's a lot that's left to be unpacked with that, but. There's, I mean, like... Really? You think at the end of this WandaVision he, there's going to be some gray on her being a villain or not? There's, a, a, like, from from what I've learned, because I didn't, I didn't know the House of M storyline. I never read that comic book. I never, you know, the series of books. Um, I haven't either, but I've also read that they've been straying already. Yeah, they've, they, there's some, some of it where it seemed, because one of the things that I was curious of is, um, and I, I think uh, other people have been curious about it too, is because I think in the actual comic book, I think she, you know, in in kind of her you know crazy rage, ends up saying like no more mutants and gets rid of like ninety percent of the mutants on Earth just by speaking it. Just whoosh, they're gone. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's like it's. I think there's been some uh, some who've speculated where it's like, could it be the inverse where this is the vehicle by which she brings mutants into the MCU? Cause I, I know that was one of the things I, I think now that the, um, the reveal from a couple of weeks ago with, uh, uh, her brother, I think there's, you know, I think initially it seemed like there could be some speculation, like that could be how we bring the Fox people in. But there's mm-hmm. there's other things that are I think could be afoot with that. So it's it's one of those like I, I love I loved that they they took a series and even kind of the the people like the first couple episodes people were like yeah this isn't really worth your time and I'm like oh really because it's a Marvel show and uh, we're gonna <laughs> blow all of you away and so now it's like they didn't just suddenly forget how to be entertained. yeah I'm like okay these uh, like everything about it. Um, and then, you know, the, with, you know, I think next month is when we get Falcon and the winter soldier. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. dang you Marvel for making me have to go back to, I have to wait a week. It's like, what is this, game of Thrones? Like, I got to wait a week before I can watch a new episode. <laughs> that's not how that's yeah. you. That's not how the that's world's supposed to work to these days. Yeah, I right. get all of them at once. Give me all of the episodes now. Don't make me wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch all ten episodes at once. I want to watch. I want to watch all ten episodes I'll, today. I want to have ten ten devices, and I want to watch them all at the same time. Yes, and then I want to watch all ten episodes again tomorrow, and then the day after, yeah. and the day after, and I just want to like never sleep again and just watch WandaVision <laughs> until <laughs> the Winter Soldier comes out. Yeah. So that, but this is, and I think that's why I was like, I knew. There was going to be a part of this that would morph into Marvel stuff just because. And that's why I was like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to have just this I'm glad. hard and fast. I'm glad. They, my, my attitude was it was like, maybe they're just doing a one-off for a change, you know? Like, they're just, let, let's just do something silly because Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany said, yeah, why not? Yeah. 
And, you know, and now we have, I mean, like, you know. But when they bring in, like, Darcy from Thor. Yeah. You know, and and, and then, what, was it Rambo or whatever? Who's oh, like yeah. Daughter? Um, not Monica. No, and, and uh, Captain Maria. Marvel, right? Captain Marvel, like that, the little girl. Yep, that's supposed to be her. Yeah, right? that's that's a uh, in this time. Okay, that's what. Because her mom is Captain Marvel's best friend, and so her yes. daughter is is uh, Maria Rambo, who's in. Okay, yeah, because she, she turns this past. Have you watched this past week's episode? Yeah. So uh-huh. she's she turns into Photon, who eventually becomes an Avenger. So she's. Oh. Okay. So yeah. So there's there's big things happening, and then, um. I mean, a, a lot of it, I mean, like, even throughout, I mean, like, the fact that all of this sword talk could very well be the organization that Nick Fury is working with, you know, mm-hmm. at the, the post-credit scene from the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, when he's up in outer space, right. like, okay, you've, you've got, you got a lot of stuff tied, and one of the things that I saw the other day, I, I think it was a, a director, uh, I forget who it was, he'd gone on Twitter, and it was, like, kind of halfway as a joke, but I said, what we what we need is we we need a spinoff show from this with uh, Agent Wu, played by Randall Park from the FBI. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah. Where it's like the X file, the Marvel X Files with him oh, going around. Yeah. Well, like people started talking about it, and it got traction to where like they might make that show now. Or they're like. You know that's not a bad idea. Like, where the just because it came from the internet doesn't mean it's not a good idea. And, and like the guy, the director who brought it up in the first place is like, you know, hey, I'm happy to, you know, be any kind of part of this. Like, I think this would be a great idea. And it's like, yeah. okay, that I mean, because I would watch Marvel X Files. I would watch the hell out of that. Yes. It's like, yes, oh my gosh, and and it's like even just the, like the little things, where it's like you go back to Ant Man and Wasp and you have Randall Park there as Agent Wu. And you know he has that interaction with uh, 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 Scott Lang, where he's asking about the close-up magic, and uh-huh. and in the introduction of Agent Wu in this, he does the close-up magic thing with his business card when he first meets uh, Maria Rambo. He's like, it's, and I was like, go. he mastered the close. I was like. It's that level of continuity that, like, when you know that that's what they paid that close attention to what they were doing, I'm like, you guys are amazing. Like, no one will yeah. ever be doing 40 movies. chess, man. Oh, <laughs> like, no one does this. You guys, it's a golden age, and let's just continue to enjoy yes, it. Yes, we like for as long as we can. It's like, let's get as much out of this as we can, guys, because when it's over, it's, it's over. gonna be over. Like, we'll never get this again. There won't be anybody they'll that nev- does. They'll, they'll never lift a finger to attempt anything like this ever. Again. No, like, I mean, because it's like, okay, how could you possibly, nobody else, the formula is out there right now. It's like, oh, yeah, if you want to do this, here's how you do it. And no one's even trying. It's like, oh, Warner Brothers. Unless that snowball gets rolling with the momentum of 12 years, like, it's just, it's just impossible to even think of. Well, and I mean, think about, when you go back to the beginning um, like, you know, the first, I mean, the first Incredible Hulk movie with Ed Norton, it's like, didn't, win. I mean, like, they had to change the Incredible Hulk because people were like, eh, it was okay. And it, yeah. it's like, they had to change the whole look of him too. It's like, they had to make some major, they had to pivot on some things and they did and it worked out really well. It's like, it wasn't just from the get go, like everything just hit 100% every right. single time. It's like, 
they've made adjustments along the way and they're like, okay, you guys are they have you guys are really rocking this out now. So yeah, it is like we go back. I mean, like I love Deadpool. I could talk about Deadpool as a movie all by itself all day long, but it's like you know we're 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 in the day and age right now where it's like Deadpool three is on the table. Like that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> you know, we've got. Yeah. 23 movies already I want to see a domino movie. Oh. <laughs> I, I, that's that's the I thing. I want to see a I want to see a cable and domino movie like oh, this TV series. Cuz I uh if memory serves correct, they I mean they end up having their own romantic entanglement as well. So, it's like that would I mean I can believe it. How great would it be if you had like this, you know, cable slash domino where they're like out there as pseudo mercenaries? you know, in a romantic relationship where they kill things, kill bad guys together. Like that would just be badass. It would be awesome. And it's like, okay, that would be like only best friends kill pedophiles. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man, we, we really need to bring yeah, this we need, we, discussion about Deadpool. We could, uh, I told us like we could go on for days. And it was like, uh, we, we could go on for days. But th- this is at least going on two and a half hours, I would imagine. Yes, po- we're, we're rounding. We're rounding third now. <laughs> we need and, to. And there's no sign that I'm going to stop. So that's where I told yeah. you from the. I was like, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to cut me. I off. I know, I know. But it's been so much fun. I just didn't have the heart. It's no. It's and uh, I, I think our listeners would really like to hear us really go balls deep into comic book movies. Oh yeah, we really haven't in any way. Yeah, to this point, hard to hard to believe, but. You know that that'll change. We'll we'll do some more superhero stuff. Yes, very soon. Um, but as far as Deadpool goes, I mean, I I, I enjoyed. It's a, it's been a very surprising episode, starting out with trivia junket, and yes. then like a whole like yeah, I love Deadpool. Let's talk about comic book movies for two hours now. <laughs> it it totally works for me. It's all relevant. It's all relevant. We we weaved in and out of, like the movie was Deadpool was the fabric that brought us this entire conversation. And so Right. And Deadpool became a he was he was in the conversation almost the entire time. Yeah. In and out of it. So I don't feel like we've done a disservice to no. the movie Deadpool. It's Not a fantastic movie and if you haven't seen it you should. If if you've been thinking about uh, watching or listening to this podcast for some time and then just haven't seen a movie you care about, and then we finally do Deadpool, and then we hardly ever talk about Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> don't hold it against us. If you're wondering Listen, our other shows, if you're wondering, we stay much more on topic. <laughs> if there's a five year old uh, superhero movie that somehow you haven't seen, if it's worth your time, yes, this this movie is very much worth your time. <laughs> it really is. It's an awesome movie. Uh, so, it, I mean, you're you we. I mean, we've really talked about the past, the present, and kind of the future. Yeah. Deadpool. So I'm I'm kind of satisfied with. We I think the, we've done some uh, good work here. In. We have, as as per usual. Yeah. That's how we roll. All right. Um. So I guess I guess we'll any any other final thoughts on Deadpool since this is your pick. Uh, it's just it's the greatest movie of all time, and that every other movie should be compared to it as such. Should it just, relationship. just should be Deadpool? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I suppose Citizen Kane was all right. There just wasn't as much. You should katanas. rent a copy of, um, I don't know the 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 dragon wears. I I, I can't think of a movie like <laughs> no the girl with the dragon tattoo is not even recent. That's like ten years old. <laughs> What's a really recent movie? Help me out. Uh, Trolls World Tour. Okay, so you've rented Trolls World Tour. 
Imagine a world where you open up that box and Deadpool is just inside. <laughs> yeah, imagine if... That's the kind of world we ought to be living in. Imagine <laughs> if there's uh, all of a sudden this little red and black troll walks on screen with a couple of swords on his back and a couple of guns on, yeah. his, on his belt and just starts yeah. making really, really inappropriate remarks for a children's movie. You're like, yeah. this is so much better than I thought this it was going to be. Yeah, oh my God, this is not what I thought it would be. Um... Yeah, so it, it's I can't disagree. It's it's a great movie, and uh, I can't, it, here we are. What is this episode fifty four, fifty five, fifty four? Because this is the Brian Urlacher 50. episode. Yeah, yep, Brian Urlacher, of course. I don't know when our next uh, episode is going to be. Uh, we have been promising uh, four weeks back to back to back to back. We've got some things in the mix. Of, yeah. <laughs> but we we do. What my point is, we've got some things in the mix. There's some things coming up. Nothing set in stone, but uh, we we may not be back for next week, but we will be back. We will be back. Uh, and uh, but yeah, but but you know, as far as the future of Deadpool, it's uh, you know, there's going to be a Deadpool three, and Deadpool seems like a lot to be in the the MCU as yes. some sort of reoccurring character because Brian Reynolds is he he literally owns the suit and he's ready to put it on and be Deadpool for anybody for any amount of time and i'm totally like. fine with that yeah absolutely all right so we'll see you next time i don't know what movie that's going to be or what the topic's going to be but uh we will be back soon promise we won't be gone for three months at a time <laughs> it'll be a surprise it will be a surprise it could be it could be two weeks it could be two months i don't know it could be no it promise. could be tomorrow probably not but, but i promise you whatever it is it will go on long. It will go off topic. Yes. And it, it'll be a lot of fun. And it'll be amazing. <laughs> and everyone in it Vietnam will, will love it. And it will be anti-suicide. <laughs> no, I got to say, our listenership in Australia is really surging right now. Really? It's like, yeah, that's the country where we're picking up the most new listeners. So, How many? Is know, it like eight? Or? I wish, I'm really regretful we didn't talk about Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman a bit more. <laughs> Should you talk about Hugh Jackman? That's fine. I could do this for the rest of the time. I'd go on forever. I know you can't. Crikey. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. I mean, to my ear, that's dead up Australia. He's got a nice pair of smooth criminals down under. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. That's a great way to go out on this episode. For one of your hosts on the left, I've been Ron Avis. No, I've been your other host to the north, Adam Peterson. We'll see you next time.